everyone, and welcome to episode 66 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Um, and this is going to yep. be a fucking podcast. I feel very tired. Why? Because of the jet lag, Matt. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's no, not no. great. No, and no. I couldn't fall asleep last night, but the previous two nights were fine. Mm-hmm. But then when I needed to sleep, because I had to wake up at a specific time, that was when my body decided... No, 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 no. Your body was like, I gotta prepare for this weekend. I guess. I mean, I should be able to fall asleep very easily Mm. this evening, and I'll probably take some, like, NyQuil or something to really just... Yeah, my plan is to take something just to be safe. Yeah. But, yeah, like, tell me about Japan. What was that like? Oh, fuck, dude. I I don't understand. My life feels like... A magical fantasy right now like it feels so weird to be back here and i actually had been saying thank you in japanese to people here mm. because i was just so used to saying right. like oh arigato for whatever was happening or yes is high in japan so i'd just be like oh hi hi when Mm-mm. people would say things to me and so i recognize myself doing that now mm-hmm. and so i have to like retrain my brain to not do that just let it go i could yeah. and people are just like what the fuck are you talking about what's yeah. going on um it was awesome though it was really weird the first night was like a magical fever dream because we had been on a like 12 13 hour flight right. and me and the person i flew with nigel had been <clears throat> up for way over 24 hours at that point because i couldn't really sleep on the plane there Mm -hmm. only a little bit um but my friend kelvin who we went with made us stay up until like at least like eight or nine so when we got to the hotel room i showered and then we just walked around randomly Mm -hmm. we did not realize it until we were coming back but when you come out of the subway station right in front of where we stayed the Square Enix building was, like, the building that was right there. Oh, that's... And so we found it on our way back, but you could walk straight and take a right, probably, like, maybe five minutes, and mm-hmm. it was the Square Enix Cafe, where they have, like, all kinds of, like, Dragon Quest and Monster Hunter stuff set up. Monster Hunter. Mm. Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy stuff set right. up. Like, slimes, and it was fucking absolutely wild. You went there then? Yeah, we went there that night to look at stuff, and then we ate there uh, one of the next following mornings. Mm -hmm. I had slime-shaped pancakes and uh slime shaped latte how is their how are their pancakes the pancakes were very good they have maple syrup they did give me maple syrup but like the world's smallest amount of maple syrup i had ever had because like that's just a north american thing so like so many places had pancakes it was weird because Hmm. i japanese breakfast is like not anything like ours it's basically like yo do you want to eat a ton of fish to get ready for the work day Mm -hmm. it's like no no no. i don't so we didn't eat breakfast very many days but that day we did and yeah it was a bunch of weird dragon quest themed things there was Mm. a fake dialogue box made of vanilla uh vanilla made of white chocolate Mm -hmm. and it tasted a little bit like vanilla as well for part of it so that was weird and it was like in japanese it said something like are you ready to eat this breakfast? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> it's just fucking weird. Um, but that place was super cool, and I think it was a prerequisite that in there they had to be able to speak English because they knew like a lot of right. tourists would come in there. So everyone, at least in there, was knew English very well. Um, yeah, it was so fucking weird. 
How was right the Pokemon there. Center? The Pokemon Center, we went to one of them, and it was in Ikibukuro, and it was insane how many people were in there. Mm -hmm. That was, like, my takeaway from Japan. It was insane how many people were everywhere, like, in buildings. Well, like, we're used to Binghamton. No, but, like, also, we're used to the U.S., right? So there was was noticeable differences. Like, we went to a Toys R Us, which still exists there for some reason. It does in Canada as well. And, like... The aisles were super wide like they would be here, right? Mm. And so, like, you could actually move around in there. The video game store, the super famous one, Super Potato, was, like, fucking insane. It was five or six stories, like, so you would climb the stairs, but the aisles were barely wide enough for, like, me with my backpack to walk through just straight through. And so then you add in, like, fucking 800 million people in there as well. And, like, sometimes you'll just get to a point where you can't even turn or Mm. turn around. And you're just like, I'm just trapped in this aisle now for a couple (laughs) minutes. And I have to live with that. Wow. Um, But the Pokemon Center, it was pretty wide open in there. But there were a fuck ton of people in there. Um, I bought a few things in there. They were selling these limited edition shirts, which, like... I didn't realize how obsessed Japanese culture is with, like, blind boxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, every there were so many blind pack things. Like, oh, do you this box of a Pokemon thing will be, like, one of 12 Pokemon, and you don't know. So I bought a blind thing for a shirt because they had, it was either six or seven, and they were all three Pokemon pairings of, like, specific types that right. were bands. So I wanted one that was dark mm-hmm. because it had Scrafty with like a mic and like a weird bling chain, uh, Darkrai and the night form of Lycanroc. Okay. And so like I wanted that shirt really bad and that was the one I got. It oh, nice. Also, there was a keychain which I'd left in the other room, but I got the keychain of it as well, so it was pretty cool. The other ones were really strange. They were like elect- three electric types, three fairy types, uh, Alolan Doug Trio, which that one yeah. I would have accepted as well. <laughs> they were all pretty good. There was only one that I would have been bummed about that had like Audino and a bunch of other weird lame ones on it. Oh, was remember. it normal or fairy? I think it was normal, that okay. one. There was a fairy one, too, though. Because, like, Arduino becomes fairy when it's mega. Yeah, I forgot about that. But they all were, like, super interesting Mm -hmm. designs. Um, They have embarked on a journey to make a plushie of literally every Pokemon. So there were just, like, hundreds of separate plushies, like, around... How many people do you think own them all? I don't know. Um... Cause, I, but there's probably they probably only have like up two hundred some right now, um, but that's still like it's still a lot. Yeah. Like it's a fuckload, and they were like thirty bucks a piece essentially for like not very big plushies. But like in a Japanese crazy. apartment, they're not very big. No, so if you had like all of them out, <laughs> it's like this is my apartment. It's just Pokemon plushies. Yeah, it was. There was a ton of stuff, yeah. a ton of Pokemon stuff, and it was really cool to see like how many people were very mm-hmm. excited to be in there, and most of them were not tourists either. And we get, like, the cash register area, most places would have, like, one or two. The Pokemon Center had, like, eight. (laughs) And so, like, you get queued into this already hilariously huge line, and then you go to one of the eight cash registers. 
And then at the end, there were a shitload of Pokemon gotcha machines. Oh, nice. So you could buy a bunch of dumb stuff. I only bought one, and it was this weird little Espeon. And for some reason, they were all coming with a little, like, espresso drink in a can. That was like, it's not real. It's just, like, the size of the Espeon. Right. So, like, that was in there. There was also water Pokemon that were coming with, like, a tiny water bottle. And I don't really know what the Hmm. purpose of that was. Right. So... That, yeah, the Pokemon Center was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, as for, like, video game-related stuff, I can't think of a lot more other than that I went to Super Potato and bought a ton of video games. Well, you must have went to an arcade, right? We did go to a couple arcades. Uh, we played Mario Kart, mm-hmm. which uh, Namco makes the Mario Kart arcade games. So, mm-hmm. like, they have the drum from Tycho Drum Master in it and like Pac-Man and a couple other things. So it's not like if you went to to like Chuck E. Cheese here. So in the it States. kind of is. It is so Namco makes those as well and oh, a lot really? of those ones here have Pac-Man in them. Hmm. But these ones were like extra right. extra weird and crazy. Um there were a whole bunch of like really bizarre tracks. It takes your photo and then um like that is floating above your fucking racer the whole race <laughs> and you get to choose like what kind of fake wig you want to wear and stuff how many players is it uh depending on which one you went to some of them were four but most of the ones we ended up at were two so you like you, the three of you couldn't play the together? first the first time we did and then we kept looking for it again and mm. they some of them either had two or they were broken right. for the third one one of the last nights we were there we found it again um and I got last place the first time we did it, and I got second place the last time we did it. Nice. But it was that that was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, just being in the arcades was a, like fucking mm-hmm. bizarre. The I was misled in thinking that people smoke a lot in the arcades there, and just in Japan in general, they seem to be a lot better about like non-smoking in places. Like they had. Those smoking areas from Judgment are real. Like, it's Mm. just like you walk by and there's like 20 people in this tiny room all smoking cigarettes. And on the outside in English, it's like smoking area, which was really weird to Mm -hmm. see, especially in the airport. Um, But it was usually on the top floor of all the arcades where they were smoking. And that was where most of the fighting games were. That makes sense, though, because, like, smoke would rise. Yeah, so. and so, like, that, especially at Super Potato, the upstairs is, like, a retro arcade. Mm. So it had, like, Third Strike and, like, Old King of Fighters, and everyone was smoking in there. But at the regular arcades, like, the two types that there were all over the place are the Sega ones and Taito, for some reason. They make, like, Space Invaders stuff. Mm. They had a bunch of arcades called Taito Game Stations. And so, like, yeah, but they go by floor, like, there'll be claw machines on the bottom floor, like, just as many claw machines as you can handle. And did you play any? We did. I played a lot. I tried to win the Sleeping Kirby. And so what is really frustrating is, like, little claw machines where you're getting small things, they almost always work, and you'll get the thing. I was going to say, like, because I think they're they're not, like, North American ones. No. Like, you have a 0% chance of getting anything. But they still are rigged as fuck, okay. which is annoying. I've read, I read a book about arcades. Um, and so, like, the big ones, you'll see it, and it will perfectly encapsulate the thing you want. It will pick it all the way up, and then as soon as it starts to move, it'll just, like, open and drop. And it's because there is a random chance 
that it will become more pressurized. Oh, that's... so it's like every so many, it will become pressurized and not like jiggle out, and so it will actually have pressure. I did not get lucky on any of the big ones, mm. but on the smaller ones, you just like win every time. So I have like this little dumbass green Kirby, but he's like sucking in. And so that, and I also got a little Charmander that way. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, I tried to win a sleeping Kirby like every a million times. I would like at multiple arcades, I would go mm-hmm. and it would be like, oh, it's the sleeping Kirby or the sleeping Waddle D. And I did not spend as much money as it would have cost me to buy it at least because okay. i saw it somewhere later and it was like 16 bucks to buy it and i was like well at least i didn't spend that amount of money oh so you could have just i could have just bought it bought it yeah, yeah. Th- which seemed like that was for a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. and just like weird full action figures of like goku and shit but mm. in huge boxes that like i don't even realistically understand how you could win those so, like, yeah, first floors would be claw machines, and then the next floor would be, like, regular arcade machines, like Mario Kart and stuff like that. Then up would be all rhythm games. Oh. So, like, I played... I was going to say, you probably spent a lot of time there. <laughs> I We didn't spend many much time at arcades, weirdly oh, okay. enough, but I played a bunch of Tyco Drum Master because I didn't realize that each time you would put in a coin, that was good for three songs. Oh. I just like assumed it was one per right. each. So we played two-player Tycho Drum Master for three songs, which was pretty cool. I played essentially DJ Max Respect, but it's uh, pop and music is what the arcade formats are called for that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I tried that. I saw people who were very good at them, and I am not. There were all kinds of like weird touchscreen machines and stuff for that. And then he'd go up another floor, and they would be like card games which those do not exist here at all and there's ones for like inazuma 11 the anime soccer game that i used to play uh dragon ball z was the one i had seen before and a bunch of other ones but basically you like buy these expensive thicker cards Mm -hmm. in packs and then you put them on the play field and then they come in the game sort of like a skylanders type deal but i saw people there who had literal decks like they were just bringing out decks there were these two japanese kids who were probably like six years old (laughs) who just had like fucking a hundred billion dragon ball z cards out all over the thing and they were going buck wild on it did you watch it at all or i watched them do it a little bit yeah it it's bizarre. Did you understand what was happening? For that one, yeah. Like, basically, you just play it, and then you move them up at certain times to, like, say they are active on the play field or whatever. Past that, I did not understand okay. much. But they were there were all kinds of weird mm-hmm. ones like that. And so people, grown adults as well, just right, had, like, right. decks of cards out strewn about the thing, which was weird. Um, and then... Usually you would go, like, the top floor would either be fighting games or, like, the area meant for girls. I don't really know how to describe it. Like, they would have other types of claw machines and stuff, but for specific, like, anime boy characters that are, like, geared towards women. Oh, okay. Or, like, weird photo booths, but they, like, exclusively had, like, weird makeup and nails advertised on them. It was very bizarre. One of the ones we went to, that was on the bottom floor. But usually they had a floor that was like that, and mm-hmm. that just was really strange to see. Was it pretty popular? Uh, there were not many people there. 
in the first one we went to, but all the other ones, yeah, there were mm. a bunch of people in there. I assume you didn't probably do much with the fighting games either. Just no, I didn't even play a fighting game, but yeah. people were generally at them. The first arcade we went to, they only had Tekken 7, but then a lot of the later ones, I actually heard Street Fighter Five while I was in the bathroom. Like, I recognized the character select sound. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Street Fighter Five must be up here. And there were a bunch of people playing Street Fighter Five when I came out. Now, how does that work? They made an arcade machine. Okay, they did. I yeah, think because they did. the newest version was when it became an arcade machine. Oh, yeah, because it's called like Arcade Edition. Or yeah, whatever, it is. So. so they that is now because uh, they arcades. definitely did not do an no, not originally. Um, and I guess Samurai Showdown is also getting an arcade cabinet, okay. which was announced while we were there. But there were posters for it all over every arcade. So mm. technically, if I could have read Japanese, I would have known that before most people. <laughs> uh, because it was just like Hohomaru mm-hmm. with the sword. And I was like, why would they advertise this in an arcade? Right. And then it was like, oh, yeah, makes sense because they're doing that. Mm. Uh, it, yeah, it was really weird, though. And there were tons of people in all the arcades, which here it would be like a barren wasteland. Yeah, or be... they would be like strange Dave and Buster's machines that don't really. Yeah, and I assume it would be adults not taking it seriously and yeah. drinking and whatever. I wanted to see a Pockin machine, but I did not see one. Mm. So that was a bummer because yeah. those machines are like weirdly huge. Oh, okay. And I just wanted to see what it looked like in right. person. Yeah. People doing like the virtual on machines with where you like pilot the robot, except like you have like the dual like flight sticks and then there's like a pilot helper computer on the mm-hmm. side with the thing. And some of that, those ones were being broadcast on the front of the building so, like, if you really sucked, everyone in the street would see you really suck Ooh, as well. Nice. It was bizarre. Um, but, yeah, arcades are alive and well there. They were that's, fucking all over the place. That's cool. Yeah. But I, at the same time, like, do you think you'd go to them often if they were popular here? Uh, I would probably play uh, rhythm games and stuff. Okay. So one of the things I noticed about every machine is you can buy a card that works on all of them, and mm-hmm. it, like, saves your data in every game oh nice. so like you can rank up in tekken and stuff and but like is it'll that save the data arcade? and you can customize it no it's just the machine knows if they're hooked oh, up wow. to the network so you like swipe the card mario kart had that too because you could unlock more characters which seemed mm. weird or like unlock car parts because you can customize the cars right. in the newer games and for the rhythm games you could unlock new songs or like if you you would level up if you played enough then you could like have songs that other people mm-hmm. wouldn't have which seems like a bizarre concept but i mean i guess it's a good way to get people to come back and i believe you pay some fee to get the card initially and then you pay a yearly fee for it or something oh, okay. but it seems like that worked with almost every arcade game that we saw even claw machines mm. there were some that i wanted to play and then they said on them like this is for members only and so like you couldn't play it unless you were a member of the arcade or something so there was one we wanted to play this one that had these really cool like sega genesis themed hoodies in it and it just like wouldn't work or let Mm. us put in money i was like what the fuck is happening we saw this small sign that was also written in english that like yeah you can't that's weird which is really weird yeah yeah but, I mean, I guess if you're going to fucking play a claw machine enough that you're a member, you really know how they work and, like, are super into it. So. Yeah, that's... But, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. 
but yeah, in terms of like video game stuff I did, that's really all that mm-hmm. I did other than buying video games, going to the Chrono Orchestra was fucking insane. Oh, I wild. Guess. Um, the composer was there. He mm-hmm. was not the one conducting. It was actually the conductor of the Tokyo Philharmonic. Now, how does that work? Is Was there like an actual orchestra? It was the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra. Okay. It was bananas. So you get there and like the merch table is set up there already and so we decided to go before the concert because we didn't want it to sell out of merch stuff Mm -hmm. um and they hand you this like piece of paper that has all the goods on it and like before you get up there you have to write how many of each one you want or if you want it Mm -hmm. and then you just like hand it to the person when you get up there and they hand you all the goods and say it will cost this much and you either give them that amount of cash or you go to the credit card counter um so that was really weird i was not used to like filling out this weird formal right. form and i was trying to ask the guy who was handing it out to us but he couldn't speak english very well so it was like whatever i'll just check these ones and hope that, that i is, have enough yeah that that is what is happening um so yeah there was like this really i'll have to show you later but it's like this really cool hardcover like pamphlet mm. for the concert so it has a bunch of like stuff about Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross in it, Mm. but then, like, the list of songs that they played and a bunch of other stuff. And it's, like, this really nice hardcover book. Um, Not there, but afterwards, Calvin, at at the Square Enix Cafe, actually, we went back, Calvin bought the special edition box set that had the songs that they performed. Mm. And I have those, but I bought them separately. So the special box set came with some third CD that had piano arrangements on it or something. So I have all the songs that we saw live there, all the orchestral compositions, but Mm. Japanese concerts are a lot different than they are here. Like, apparently they, if the concert is going on, they don't let you in. They, like, wait until the song is over. Mm. So we got there, like, because we got done with the merch table right Right. as it was starting, and they let us in, but they wouldn't let us to our seats. We were, like, up on the second floor balcony. We Mm. actually had really good seats. Um, and so then we just kind of had to stand in the back for a couple minutes, but that was fine. And then after, I think, two songs, because the lady wasn't prepared, uh, then they took us to our seats. And I thought that I was going to be the only person crying in there, but literally, I think 99% of the people in there were crying. Wow. It was fucking crazy. Like, immediately as it started, I was like, wow, this is really overwhelming. <laughs> and like... They had scenes from the game playing on mm. a screen above them. It was pretty funny because, like, the Chrono Trigger ones, you could tell, were, like, hacked a lot. Like, Kelvin was trying to say that they were in New Game Plus, and I was like, there's no way that's the case. It was just, like, they were, like, in the first area, and they all had, like, 900 health for all the battles and, like, maximum MP. It was bizarre. But... So, like, as they would play scenes, like, specific songs, they would show scenes that that would have occurred in. So that was really cool. And then halfway through, they took an intermission, and then they went on to Chrono Trigger, or Chrono Cross. Right. But what was a bummer, kind of, was they kept interviewing Yasunori Mitsuda every so often. And, like, we don't know what the fuck. They have no concept. Uh and yeah, it was fucking absolutely crazy. It was now, so cool. Now, how was it? Was it like everyone just kind of sat in their seats or yeah. 
Did do you stand up at any point? Like, you do cheer? not stand, but it was it was the longest I have ever had to clap in my life. Okay, at the end, like so you clap after every song, right? And people don't really, I guess, even at like rock concerts and stuff, people don't get like super rowdy and like jump around. They just mm-hmm. like the most they like move their head to the beat or whatever, which is whatever. But yeah, this yeah. is an or- orchestra, so yeah, like, exactly. I was expecting that to happen anyways. But so you're supposed to clap after every song, right? Which is a normal amount of clapping. Right. At the end, they're like, okay, please clap. And you just keep clap. We clapped for like 10 minutes straight, it felt like. <laughs> because I, I don't know if it was supposed to be like that or what the fuck was happening. Because they were like, okay, clap for the orchestra. And so we would. Then they'd tell you clap for the composer. And you just keep clapping this whole time. He left. Came back with Yasunori Mitsuda. Then they left and came back multiple (laughs) times and i was just like looked at nigel and calvin and i'm like what the fuck is going on like this is the most i've ever clapped in my entire life and then finally they it was over and Mm -hmm. it was it was bizarre we were clapping forever um but yeah no like standing ovation or anything Mm -hmm. everybody was staying in their seats clapping yeah there was a lot of clapping I, I just find that that kind of stuff just kind of interesting. Yeah, there's a lot like, of there, there's a lot of weird cultural stuff. Yeah, like yeah. you're, it's not necessarily like against social norms or anything, but people don't move like walk and drink at the same time. Mm. So like or eat. So you would see people usually if they were drinking like not even alcohol, just like concealed with a bag oh. on the street, like standing there. I'm like, I'm not about this life. No, and so, no. like, I would just drink as I went down the street, but you could definitely notice people, like, looking at you. <laughs> and it's like, listen, man, I'm mm. thirsty for this Coke. I just bought it from one of the nine million vending machines. Mm-hmm. That is not a myth about Japan. There are fucking vending machines everywhere. We were driving in the countryside, like, at this farm that looked like there was nothing for miles around, and that shit had a vending <laughs> machine in front of it. And it was like, so yeah, like almost uh, lots of them would have Coke or I, I like Monster and stuff mm. in it. But like everyone would have some new bizarre beverage or like hot coffee. Did you try any like Japanese drinks? I tried a lot of Japanese okay. drinks. Uh, Your thoughts on any of them? I had already had one of them, which okay. is called Pakari Sweat, which is basically just like... Mm good grapefruit water okay uh so i'd had that before and i had that again and i like that cc lemon which is this crazy lemon soda it has 43 lemons worth of vitamin c in every bottle that's that's a lot it seems like a lot but i guess lemons don't have that much vitamin c in them as a whole yeah but like that's a lot of lemons it is a lot of lemons it was good mm-hmm. it was almost entirely artificial probably so yes, you know, definitely. actual lemons were harmed in the making of this product <laughs> The last day I was so mad, I found a different lemon soda called Lemon Squash, Mm -hmm. and it was fucking so good. I gotta see if I can buy a case of it, because we only saw it in one vending machine ever. I was like, well, I gotta try this drink with the weird lemon bird on it. So, would you say you drink an unhealthy amount of soda? Uh, or not too bad. I did drink an unhealthy amount of soda. Okay. I was drinking at least two apple-flavored Cokes a day. <laughs> they were not in any vending machines, mm-hmm. and they were in one of the... Oh, there's convenience stores everywhere, too. Right, like, right. five on a block, if that, maybe more. But the ones that we kept seeing and going to were Lawson's. The one closest to us had a lot of apple Coke, and so I would go there every day, 
it was insanely cheap. Like I could go to the gas station down the street from here and buy two cokes for like three fifty. Right. They were like almost less than a dollar a piece, basically. So it was like absurd. Right. Like I bought it the one day and the guy told me the price and I was like, Whoa, what's happening right mm-hmm. now? This is like a dollar fifty. Well, New York State or just the United States has like the the the, the taxes. Yeah, but and that's stuff. like five cents on it. Too. No, I mean like I'm saying like I think they have like like the sugar there, taxes. Oh, and that's stuff. true. There's like ten percent sales tax in most places in Japan too, so there at least was tax. But, but I think like like there's like sugar taxes yeah, and stuff yeah. here. It kind of like cigarettes, how they're like ten dollars a pack in oh most my of those. God. At the airport leaving, ever yeah. since everything is duty free, they were selling cartons of cigarettes, and they were probably like. 30 or 40 dollars cheaper than he would have been able to get them for here just because mm. the tax was not there but right, also right. not like the yes new york state tax and all the stuff on top of it which seemed mm-hmm. pretty crazy um but yeah i drank a lot of apple coke it was it's so good and i can't believe they don't sell it here instead we have trashy flavors like cinnamon and orange vanilla mm-hmm. it actually tasted like apple and it was so good we bought all of the apple coke that our local one had and it seemed like they were not going to restock, so then I had to get Apple Coke from other convenience stores farther away. <laughs> and they're like, these damn Americans drinking so, all my Apple Coke. It was so fucking good. <laughs> I'm convinced that we mm. were the only people buying it from the one closest to us, right. because I kept looking at it and being like, this isn't restocking, and now it's all gone. And I think it's the same amount that it was mm. yesterday. So, And we would just buy, like... Nigel and Calvin especially would buy like any drink they saw that they didn't recognize from a vending machine. Mm-hmm. So they tried like one of every flavor of coffee, <laughs> I feel like. And like there were all different kinds of Fanta, like peach and grape mm-hmm. and a bunch of other weird ones that you don't see everywhere. Uh, so it was, it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of dumb snacks. I got addicted to these like weird gummies that on the front have a businessman with a ninja headband and it's like become a modern ninja with these gummies. <laughs> it, and now now you're in withdrawal right now? No, I have three bags. Oh, good, So good. we can try some during Extra Life. <laughs> I, I've i only had two, two, two bags so mm-hmm. far since I got home. But I, I bought five total, I think. Mm. I also have some uh, strawberry cheesecake Kit Kats. Oh, they're, they have every kind of flavor of Kit Kat you could possibly imagine. Even ones that should not be, like wasabi and uh, See, this is where it gets weird, weird to me. Like, Americans are supposed to be the fat people, but we don't have, like, any of this Well, so stuff. Kit Kats are weird because apparently they're the national best-selling chocolate in Japan. I mean, they're the best chocolate, in my opinion. So, like... It's a big deal. Like, right. at all souvenir shops, they have Kit Kats, but they're mad expensive. Oh. Like, you can pay, like, $15 for a box of Kit Kats. They have a lot in it, but they're all weird, like, multiple different kinds of, like, sake-flavored Kit Kats. Mm-hmm. Nigel bought $150 worth of Kit Kats to bring home just um. so he could, like, try them. There was a lot. There was a lot. Like That's... he got like one of each kind. I didn't want to so much deal with like the tax free aspect of it and bringing right. it through customs. That's... So I just got like one, and I definitely didn't bring home any liquids because I was not. I yeah, don't care yeah. about that. Instead, I brought home a fucking bag of Doritos, and then it opened in my suitcase, and there were Doritos all over the things in my suitcase. Mm. So that pissed me off. But yeah, chips don't seem like the best way to thing to transfer. Anyways, they're they're good. Mm-hmm. We don't have those here. They're like uh, 
hot pepper, like habanero or something. Mm-hmm. It's very, they're very good. But yeah, Kit Kats of every flavor. Oh, so I have strawberry cheesecake ones that I I like a lot. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's like fucking peach, mango, banana, wasabi, cheesecake, strawberry cheesecake, 900 flavors of sake. So many different things. And like apparently that's just like a super Japanese Ooh. thing. Is that? And they were all over the airport. Uh, at the store, we ended up finding them at the first time, Don Quixote, which are in Yakuza. Oh. And they're just like that. Mm. Um, yeah, they had like a million flavors, and it, it was weird. We also, we had a lot of regular Kit Kats as well. Right, And right. that was one of my favorite experiences, was Kelvin bought a, like, just a regular Halloween bag of Kit Kats, right? And I wish I had one of the rappers. At first, like... It just had the English word, like, or on it. So I thought they were going to be trick or treat or something. Mm-hmm. And then he busts one out and it just says dad on it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> what the fuck? What is the theme of that mm-hmm. at that point? And one, it seemed like that whole one, he had multiple bags. One of the whole bags was just all dad in there. But it was still Halloween themed. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. Oh, <laughs> I, stepped on, I stepped on a cat. <laughs> Um, All right. <laughs> that'll wake you up. Uh, yeah, so dad Kit Kats. Mm-hmm. You can get those. They have all kinds of fucking bizarre food. All the food was really good and cheap, other than the Kit Kats, mm-hmm. generally. That's bizarre. Um, But yeah, like, just the amount of food you would get at, like, a ramen place for, like, five bucks was fucking... For some of the best food you could mm-hmm. have was insane. I ate a lot of curry as well. A bunch of beef bowls. It was good all around. I enjoyed my trip a lot. Do you think you'd like to go back? Oh, I 100% want to go back so bad. I wish I was there now. Oh. I got back to this country and I was like, man, where's the apple coke? (laughs) (laughs) Shit's weak. So. That's. But, yeah. Did you ever get a chance to do, like, the Mario Kart go go-kart racing no thing? we couldn't actually because no one told us that you need a foreign driving permit oh so that's... you can't get that when you're in japan right. so we couldn't do it that's a we saw some people doing it like at night once mm-hmm. like it was like way too late at night for it to be happening probably like nine o'clock but we saw them drive through shibuya which is one of the most crowded areas mm-hmm. yeah it was weird so yeah no sadly no mario kart we wanted to, but if I went again, I would probably try to get a permit. It's not that hard. Right. Um, but yeah, they drive on the other side of the road. Mm. It would freak me out every time I would see a car. I'd be mm. like, there's no driver. And that's like, oh, no, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and then someone took a left on red because that would make sense. They would take be right. able to do it. And it like blew my mind when Kelvin was like, no, they can do that here. And I was like, oh, fuck, they can't. But then they'd probably be blown away that we do right. Do right, yeah. yeah. And just the amount of traffic was non-existent for such a huge city. Is it just all transport, like public transportation? You can take the train like literally anywhere pretty much. But outside of that, like I feel like 90% of the cars we saw were taxis. Mm. And then even then, yeah, there were, it just seemed like for such a huge city, there was not that much traffic at all. Mm. It was bizarre. But yeah. So, there was news that I apparently didn't pay attention to yes. while I was in Japan. Yes, we're going to move on to 
a segment that I am calling Catching Up, Catching Manny Up. Okay, yeah, I don't know really anything that happened other than the things that happened, like, today. Okay, so I'm just gonna, like, machine gun these if you wanna... Oh, like, I know one of them. If you wanna stop me at any point okay. and have a conversation, right. we can. okay. Uh, WWE 2K20 came out this year? Yeah, it's broken as fuck. Uh, yes, it's a complete disaster. I... It is, like, the most broken game of the year. <laughs> so the video I saw was... Someone was playing as Xavier Woods, mm-hmm. and they, like, did his finisher onto a guy on the mat, and mm-hmm. then they both just, like, exploded into polygons and, like, were bouncing around the entire yeah. area. Shit looks fucking broke as hell. Yes, yes. It's the first year that Ukes, the company that had Didn't... been working on it, was, like, totally hands-off yes. with it. Which tells me that what probably happened is they needed another year to make this, uh-huh. and then 2K was like, it's good. Get it out the door. Cool. So, like, that's my guess is, like, uh, they they had less than a year. They probably, like, worked on that game for nine months. Yeah. And then they had to ship it as yeah, is. Uh-huh. And it sure is fucked up. Yes, yes. Uh, Fallout 76 has a new subscription service. Yeah, it's you pay monthly, right? Or yearly. It's $12 uh, a people month. People are not happy about that from what I saw. $12 a month or $100 for the $12 year. $12 a month? <laughs> that's like a fucking MMO. You don't even know the best part. It's called Fallout First. Okay. A fan bought the domain or the URL of Fallout First. So at some point you should go to that website. So I saw multiple Reddit threads about like people are discriminating against... Yes, because like the... it tags people in the world. Yeah, like... and so like people are... T- I saw people both teaming up to mm-hmm. persecute people yes. who are paying for it <laughs> yes. and vice versa. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Uh, Sometimes video games simulate real life too well. Yes. That's uh, not great. Kotaku and just like all the other like sister websites had a whole big thing i don't know if you heard anything about this no they uh signed a deal with uh, an insurance company to like have all these ads like aggressive ads to the point where uh <laughs> like it would have videos that just like auto play with the sound on oh cool and it was just on all their auto their their sites. <laughs> this i did not see at all yes yeah, so then kotaku and all like the sister sites like posted an article that are like hey if you're gonna if you want to complain about this send your complaints here and then they were all taken down all those articles cool and because kotaku is part of a union they really didn't have the authority to take those articles down oh shit and then a lot of the people working at kotaku apparently got in a lot of trouble you may want to look into. I will look into that. that. Yeah, yeah that was a, a whole big. That's thing. something else. Um, Kesha released a new single <laughs> called "Raising Hell." <laughs> it's important. <laughs> I am glad that that is on the list. I thought you'd want to. Yeah, know. I did. Just uh, you should see I, the music video. I, it is bizarre. Okay, every fucking Kesha <laughs> music video is bizarre though. This one is like on another level. <laughs> All right, well, I'll have to look at that. I'm very excited about this though. Uh, Death Stranding's coming to PC. It is, in 2020. 2020. 2020. Also, Conan O'Brien is in Death Stranding. He's Conan O'Brien is in the game. We don't have to talk about this a lot, but the review embargo lifted at 3 a.m. last night, and I read a lot of the reviews, and so, like, the internet would have you believe that it's the worst game ever made, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that on Metacritic it has an 84. Right. But what I was telling you beforehand is I read a lot of those reviews, and none of them seem 
accurate with the number. Like, almost every review basically says, I fucking hate this game. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play it. 8 out of 10. And it's like, <laughs> well, I no, that's not how that works. Yeah, that yeah. score doesn't work like that. Some people really like it. So I'm curious. Uh, the part that is upsetting to me is it seems like it takes 80 hours to right. beat. Yeah. And, like... It seems excruciating in all of the ways that I hate, like a completely barren open world. Yeah. Uh, and what I think is the extra just like really good twist of the knife is like people thought that he was holding back the gameplay. What you saw was what you're getting. I had that, a feeling that's, that's the what, whole thing. And I think that's why I was not excited. I was like, none he of is, what they're showing you. He's is been unchained me. and needs mm. to be put back in the shackles. Yeah. 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 But Conan O'Brien's in it. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, ben Hansen of Game Informer. Yeah, he started like a... He left Game Informer yeah. and started a new site called uh, MinMax. Yeah, I had saw that. I didn't know what it was called. I saw that he had left. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was before I left. He had like left and no. said he was going to do something different. He, that was Thursday? Last Thursday. Oh, really? I know that he had left at some point and I... Mm-hmm. When I saw it, he was not ready to announce what he was doing yet or something? It was pretty much all at the same time oh, okay. when he left and then he announced. Yeah, he's working with Cal Hilliard, Suriel Vasquez, and Jeff Marchiafava. Three guys that were, la- that were laid yeah. off uh, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're doing like a giant bomb thing. Yeah. Where... But like their Patreon took off in a huge way. Like Yeah, usually, most of them have like... um. When game trailers got closed a mm-hmm. handful of years ago, the, uh, those guys did that. They made easy allies. And, right. Like their Patreon was super successful. When uh, Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty quit mm-hmm. IGN and tried to make kind of funny, like theirs took off immediately too. Yeah. It seems like if you have a personality that people right. were attached to, like usually your Patreon will probably do okay. If like. Mm-hmm you were known for good coverage or people like you yeah. kind of funny is like really weird yeah i was uh, i was watching some videos earlier today where they were playing like the party game where you like try to knock the empty cups off the table by releasing air from a balloon mm-hmm. what the fuck is that <laughs> website anymore yeah i don't even know they, what's happening they do things yeah they do weird shit and greg is like obsessed mm-hmm. with oreos so they do all these oreo taste testing i mean i guess giant bomb originally started as jeff and ryan taste testing energy drinks yeah, so like yeah. i can't whatever man you know, yeah people will do whatever yeah i mean do what do what makes yeah you do what happy. makes you happy and what gets you the right. views yeah. if you enjoy it keep going but yeah, I'm excited for him and just like yeah, no, that's good. Ben Hansen is very good. Yes, yes, I I subscribed instantly. I was yeah. like, I'll, I'll support these guys. Yeah, uh, Darksiders Genesis, uh, the new trailer, and it's releasing. February. Okay, so I saw this. Mm-hmm. How can that game come out in February? What do you mean? What is it? Well, it's like the Diablo. Club. Okay, it's like Diablo. I this is like the wh- spin-off. how long were they in? Was that in development for? February I, seems so soon. Well, they just announced it. I don't know how long it's been in development. Yeah, because that just seems like I don't know. Unless this is a spinoff. This is not. It is like a, a spinoff, and like it has to be a different team. But I yes, just wonder, like, was this game made in four months, or like, yeah. what the fuck's happening? I think like some studios just wait. And... I guess I sure. But yeah. when I saw that, I was like, that seems it's very soon. very soon for that. Um, Last of Us was delayed. The Last of Us was delayed to May? May 29th. May 29th, 2020. Also, Ubisoft was like, mm, Breakpoint did not review very well, so we're going to delay okay. all our games. I saw this. I got so mad at this. Why? Because I want to play Watch Dogs. Oh. 
Wouldn't you rather play a good Watch Dogs? But Watch Dogs was going to be good already, I think. It may... I delaying any delays. Delaying are not anything bad. is fine, but I still think that Watch Dogs was gonna be okay. Mm. That seems like one of the most knee jerk reactions of all time to me. Because like, sure, Breakpoint came out way too early, probably, and like it was pretty broken for a lot of people. Yes, it it needed a few more months of polish. But like people also there are people who really like it. Yeah. The way I, it I'm is, right? It. So like it I it reviewed really negatively overall, yes, I yes. think. But I like, Watch Dogs was trying to be a very different thing, also from just, like, what Ubisoft does in general. Well, they, they're they so also delayed Gods and Monsters, and that's another thing. That's that another thing that's, like, very different. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, that, the, was that supposed to come out early 2020? It was. And, okay. And that's the Assassin's Creed Odyssey team, so, yeah. like, I'm excited for them doing something different as well. But, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I guess... Sure. Mm-hmm. Not every game needed to come out in March of 2020. Yes. So yes. that's fine, I guess. Um, get ready for this one. Okay. I signed up for the WWE subscription service. Why? Why did you... What the fuck? <laughs> you left. Things happened. What's happening? <laughs> why would you... What's going on? Well, I wanted to see if I would like it. Oh my god. And I also found out that they had, like, all their old stuff. They do have all the old stuff. I didn't stuff. know that before, so yeah. I was like, I'm going to watch this and They see. didn't originally. They were adding mm. it slowly over time. And uh, I'm enjoying the old stuff. Oh, yeah, I bet. It's I bet fantastic. It's, I bet it's fantastic. Oh, do you want to hear what's going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, what era is it? Like, what 99? year? 99. Oh, God. Uh, is it, that the, like, peak NWO time? Or? That is... No, that's the NWO is a little before. Okay, this um, okay. There's Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon's uh-huh, son. Yeah, he tricked Vince into taking over the company. Uh-huh. And he he formulated this whole thing where he's working with the Ministry, uh, which is of magic from Harry Potter. <laughs> no, no, but it's uh, it, it, Shane McMahon is a head is head of uh the corporation. Okay. And then is the, it, wait, is this before or after Triple H was in that? Triple H is in it. Right okay, now. great. And then uh, Undertaker is part of like the Ministry. Oh, for fuck's sake! And mm-hmm. they teamed up together, and then uh, Undertaker kidnapped Shane McMahon's sister. I can't remember her name, which now she's like the heel. And then there's like this whole family drama going on the entire time. And The Rock is involved, and Stone Cold Steve Austin is involved. Also, when they when under <laughs> Taker kidnapped her. He like was forcing her to get married, <laughs> and then Steve Austin came out and like had to save save her. Oh, for fuck's sake! Not, just because he has a strong sense of right and wrong, not because he likes Vince Vince McMahon. Okay. He does not respect Vince McMahon. Nice. Glad this is like it. a whole thing, and this is all within like three episodes that I've watched. Okay, this great. is. And then I was like, I'm going to watch some of the newer stuff, and nothing happens. The newer stuff sucks. So I am led to to believe right now that it might be the worst wrestling has ever been in terms of, like, plot and what is happening. I was going to say, like, the plot is terrible. There's nothing really happening. The wrestling itself is, like, better. Yeah. Like, they're, like, you can actually tell, like, there's some, like talent and like they're they can fake it a lot better so i i don't know why i know any of this right uh but the kenny omega he used he worked in uh, new japan wrestling right. he made like 
his own thing in Canada. I can't. Mm. Is it called AEW? I don't. Know. I don't remember. Anyways, people say his is good. Like yeah. what's going on there, and he, a lot of people went from the WWE to that. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's that information. So yeah, like. But, like, I think it loses something with, like... Because, like, the 90s, even the wrestling was very campy. Yeah. And it was just, like, everything about it was campy. And, like, you watch it and you feel dumber for watching it. <laughs> and I'm really into it. <laughs> Where now you're just, like... The wrestling matches take, like, 20 minutes. There's no plot. There's nothing happening. It's just... I'm probably going to cancel the service. Yeah, so. but John Cena. Yeah, no. You can't see him. <laughs> I, yeah, boy. Well, that's, we're not prepared. That, for that was one. that was not one I was ready for. <laughs> I was not ready for that one. Um, have you heard of a song of a new game coming out called Black Sad? <laughs> no. Okay. What? The f- that's coming out in just like a couple days. Black Sad. Yes, it's based on a Dark Horse comic book series. Okay. I did not know that. And it's um, it's gonna be an ed, like a graphic adventure game. Okay. Where they're like solving mysteries. That sounds cool. And, oh wait, no. And all the characters no, 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 no. Are, are they cats? Yeah. Well, no. Are it's they animals. like animals? It's animals. Okay. No, no. I have heard of this. Yes. I did not remember the name. So they announced this a long time yes. ago, and I thought it looked fucking sick as and hell. It's coming out on the fifth. I did not know that. Yes. I. That's super dope. I watched it and I was like, man, he's gonna like fuck. Oh, it's that's just, so cool. It's just another game coming out that yeah, like, okay. we're gonna have to I, check out. I already have like 10 games that yeah, I yeah. need to beat now because I'm a criminal mm-hmm. but I okay I had seen that I did not have any idea when that was coming out yeah they're all like animals yes. it looks super dope yes yeah, I'm into that um, yeah, yeah. EA confirmed uh, no NBA live to 2020 this they year. canceled it yes it was a thing yes so I don't what's what is going on what is that like out of the past decade, they've canceled six of those games. Yeah, it's I think been a problem. Yeah, yeah, it's been a problem. They can't make their. No, no, no. And what I think is funny is this was a perfect year for them to do well because the two K basketball game sucked ass this year. Two K is having a rough year. It's so like <laughs> the EA was poised to come in there and mm-hmm. actually do well with their basketball game for once, and then they were like, "Oh no, ours suck mm-hmm. too." Yeah, gotcha, tricked you. Basketball games are rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. yeah. The hockey not too much better. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, speaking of EA, they're working with Steam. They're yeah, gonna... they're gonna put their games back on Steam. Yes, the and fuck uh, is that? Also, they're gonna do like the EA try to work EA access onto Steam. I as don't well. even know how what that means. I saw that as well, and like I get, I don't know. I guess like you you're you, subscribed you, to EA yeah, access and you get and you those get, games. Yeah. And then the final one is something that happened today that I assume you saw, Diablo 4. Yeah, Diablo 4 was announced, mm. as was Overwatch 2. Which it goes perfectly into the segments that I chose for, like, what, like, our news. I chose these two because I thought they would be the more interesting conversations. Yeah. Because, like, I thought, like, we could talk about Overwatch 2 and talk about, like, what we would like to see. But, like... I guess they kind of answered a lot of that stuff before. They did, yeah. So I was streaming Grim Fandango, and people kept texting me being like, did you see Overwatch 2 is happening? And, like, it is cool. And yeah. it is more what I wanted Overwatch to be. So, like, everything carries over from Overwatch 1. So, like, all of the characters will be there day one. Uh, all of the cosmetics you had unlocked will be mm-hmm. there 
and it will have all the same maps and stuff. So like, and you can play with Overwatch One mm-hmm. with that stuff. But then they're adding a bunch of new characters. The only one that they showed is this female, like probably a DPS class. I fuck, I can't remember her name. It starts with an S, but it was a character they had teased before, right? Like in previous trailers, she seems really cool. Um, that she was the only one that they really showed, but I assume there will be at least five or six new people right when it launches. Right. They also didn't really give a release time frame that I saw. I mean, it's probably, probably going to be next probably gen. Probably It said for PS4 and Xbox One and stuff. Oh, okay. I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah, and so, like, it is just Overwatch again, but, mm-hmm. like, with better graphics, and they changed the way, like, all the characters look. So, like, they all have, like, new costumes and stuff. Sojourn. Yeah, Sojourn. There you go. Uh, They had teased her before, Mm. and there was another robot that had been teased Uh as well. I don't remember. But, so they all look better. Like, they have better graphical stylings That seems weird, because, like, the way, like, I thought the graphics, like, it's hard for me to imagine it looking a lot better. It's like, it it looks the same still, but it it does look better. It's weird. Like it's and it crisper seems like, it's crisper and like there's a lot more light effects. Okay. So like there's a lot of weird neon shit. I guess it's kind of like, like Borderlands. So they 3. show Lucio's hair mm-hmm. and it looks really weird and it's all neon and I, I don't know. Lucio looks cool. Mm-hmm. The, so they all look slightly different and that was like one of their things is like, right. yeah, it's like a new time period or whatever. And so like they're integrating the new <clears throat> Overwatch team. Mm-hmm. And like the only I, the plot is weird, and like the only two people who still technically existed in Overwatch were like Tracer and Winston. But there's like also story elements in the trailer which I think are bizarre, like Genji going back to Zenyatta and saying like I'm back, Master, after he had like sort of betrayed him. It was very bizarre. Um, but they are the main focal point of it, other than the competitive mode, is co-op. So you play, like, four-player co-op, and you level up and get abilities for each individual character, Mm. which, like, that's what I wanted out of Overwatch, I think, or I really want a TV show, which I think they should do. I would be happy with the story, but... But now that fucking Riot is making a TV show, I feel like Blizzard has to make a TV show, which I would like, Mm -hmm. although they should have one anyways. But, yeah, the the co-op is cool, mm-hmm. but it's, like, really unclear whether or not it, like, has a cohesive story. Right. Or if it's just, like, a set of co-op missions like the special events in Overwatch are now. Hmm. Uh, there will be a new competitive type called Push, where this dumb robot pushes, like, a pillar. And I don't understand what makes him push it one way or the other. Probably whoever has mm-hmm. more teammates there. And then if it gets pushed into the goal, they win, I believe. Sort of like the payload, but not really. Yeah, but, but, but the payload doesn't go back and forth. So. Right. Yeah, it was weird, and the robot's all weird and sassy and dumb. They showed him. <laughs> I did not watch the story trailer. I just watched the, like, hey, this is gameplay trailer, which had a weird amount of story in it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I wish that I was excited about it, mm-hmm. but knowing that it will be the same as Overwatch, I feel like I will still get so angry at it all the time. The co-op is good, and I will like playing that, I think. And if they add more of a story, I will really enjoy that. Right. I also... I So, people I know were excited about it. Like, someone I work with sent me messages on Facebook. Like, Scott and Nukio were texting about it in a group chat. And, like, they both love Overwatch, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But, like... <sighs> Especially with how shitty Blizzard has been recently with the whole Hong Kong thing. Like, are people really 
very excited about it and like i think they are i think people but just like, like the overwatch league also has been like sort of stagnating and mm. like people need it to have a new meta so it's good overwatch 2 is happening but will it really be that different enough for people to get more excited about it again i think like i think there's a lot of people that dropped off and yeah. this will bring back people for at least maybe a little while sure Whereas, like, the other thing they announced, Diablo 4, like, right. that's a completely different thing. Yes. Like, people are gonna lose their fucking gourds about Diablo 4. And they did last year. They wanted it last year. Yeah. But then we all have phones, so we didn't get Diablo 4. <laughs> which, I mean... But now like, we can. Which, as that was all happening, Jason Schreier, I remember him saying, like... Diablo 4's in the making. They're well, so just that, that was the thing it. is like it came out that Diablo 4 was going to be announced last year, but right. they didn't have anything more than like a logo. So they yeah, just yeah. like stopped at the last minute. Um, Which apparently they should have just showed. They should have just shown it. But yeah, yeah I, they showed a bunch of stuff from it. I didn't watch a lot of the Diablo stuff because instead I took a nap. But yeah, and I was at work. Yeah, so I, I watched the th one of the three minute Overwatch trailers, but not the Diablo stuff. But mm -hmm. people seem to be excited about it. Yeah. I I still find it so baffling because Diablo three was hated when it first came out. Like people right. fucking hated it, and were like, I, "Diablo two was so good. How could you do this? You've ruined my life, Blizzard." And even people who, like, didn't care that much about Diablo and played it were just like, this kind of is not good. Mm -hmm. And they had that whole real money auction house thing. But then when they put out the console versions and changed a lot of stuff with the console versions, that's when people were like, whoa, Diablo mm -hmm. 3 is actually sick. And now people love Diablo 3. Right. So it's like this weird trajectory of people were like, this is a trash game to it coming completely doing a 180 also people had to wait a long time from two to three and then like the way people acted last year for like the wait time of like what would end uh, up being three to four was kind of I, crazy it was a long time i mean like nine years from two to three no, from three to four. No, it's four. Four came out in like 20, 2009 or 2010, I think. I think it was like 11. Maybe. I mean, still, eight years is a long time. It is. But like, it, but like, it was like 15 years between two Oh, and yeah. I, I never thought they were yeah, going to make yeah. another Diablo ever again. So when three came out, it was like fucking insane. Which I think it, when it came out on consoles, it was probably, what, 14? Yeah, it was a few years later. 2012 was 2012 okay so it was seven years. seven years which, is still a long time especially for a dev cycle uh, yes game. but then i'm thinking like even last year it was six years where like yeah well, switch, I, but people yes, yes. I, I, I don't know people want blizzard to announce new games they especially didn't want them to announce a phone game you know no, what i mean no, like yeah so yeah i, mean, I but it's cool i'm i'm glad to see that there is like some positive news surrounding Blizzard. They could use it because they could really use yeah, it. Because yeah. recently they have been getting railed on. I mean, for good reason. They've uh, been being pretty shitty overall. It's a complicated situation because like the Chinese market is a huge market. For it them. is a huge deal. That, but I mean, like, we're like Epic. Know, Epic came out and was like, "We would never do this to Hong Kong." Who is majority? Oh, ma the majority is owned by a Chinese company. But, like, even they crazier. don't make any money from China. I know. So, like, so like they can afford to kind of say that? They can, but that that's... It's I mean, like, I don't want to get into the whole politics yeah, yeah, of the yeah. situation, but, like, 
It's easy to say when like like twenty five percent of your entire like profits are from one country. It is, and but it's also like those companies that are trying to hit big in China. Like yes. at a certain point, you are playing with a large amount of fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like there is no world in which you think like they're not they're gonna try to regulate that shit. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. gonna they're gonna completely change at a certain mm-hmm. point, and then you're gonna have to bend to whatever mm-hmm. will they have. Whatever. Right. right. Yeah. It's, it's like yes. it just I, I don't know. It's not a good situation no. all around, and they've done it to themselves. But like they have to. I mean like. They cannot go to their shareholders and be like, we lost 25% of our profits. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> so, like, that is a very, very impossible situation. It is an impossible situation. Yes. And it, like, yeah, it sucks for them, mm, but also, yes. come on. Yes. But, yeah, it's good to see that there's yeah, positive yeah, yeah, yeah. Blizzard news yes, as opposed yes, to people absolutely. being like, hey, guess what? Fuck Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. But, like, I think this kind of proves that, like, people really don't care what's going on in Hong Kong. If Blizzard gives them what they want. Blizzard can do whatever they want in Hong Kong. Probably, yeah. Which is fucked up. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I, I mm-hmm. like. I wish that I was super excited about right. this, but maybe it's the combination of me being very sleep deprived and mm-hmm. like not being excited about Overwatch for the past year or so. Like, it just doesn't do a lot for right, me. Right. I'm very happy for people who like Overwatch a lot. Mm. I like it as a franchise. I'm glad it exists. Yes. When I picked this article, it was like two weeks ago, and I didn't know when it was going to be yeah. announced at BlizzCon. I just kind of wanted to see what how you would feel about Overwatch 2 being announced. Yeah. And it was actually officially announced. It was right officially before. announced today. Yeah. And this other one that I chose, this, it, I don't know if there's any credibility to this. So I saw this too, and I don't remember who said it. I can click on the link that I put here. Oh, PC Games... There was there was some yeah. specific person who said it. I thought, but uh, like the website I found, it, it's Capcom is reviving dormant IPs. Yeah, and I, I kind of wanted to ask you, like, what would you hope this would be? I want it to be Beautiful Joe beautiful more than Joe. anything in this life. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing that came out of this was people were like, "Oh, they're gonna revive dormant IPs," and then Hideki right. Kamiya was like, "Remember when I made Okami for Capcom? That would be tight if we made another Okami." Mm-hmm. And then people were like, "You're gonna make another Okami," and it's like Kamiya doesn't fucking work at Capcom. <laughs> he can't say these things. Right? Doesn't matter that he helped make Okami in the first place, and that he like made Devil May Cry as well. Like he still doesn't work there. Is that a dormant? Because they just re-released that, like, this year. Okami? So, like, it was, it was just a re-release? I know, but, like... I, I guess maybe not. Beautiful Joe, for sure, yes, though. Yes, yes, I would... Yes. Like, I would consider, like, Darkstalkers. Darkstalkers, yeah, which... I don't even want to pretend like they're gonna make a yes. Darkstalkers game, because fucking every year since... The last Darkstalkers game came mm. out. There's always a rumor that, like, they're going <laughs> to announce the next Darkstalkers at Evo. And he's yeah. like, the fuck they are. They're never making another Darkstalkers mm. game. We all have to come to terms with this. Um, yeah, I, I could. I don't think they will ever make another Beautiful Joe game. Do you think I, it's I just want... because of the. Like, how. Like, do you just make it the same exact way as, as it was, like, Probably. back in the GameCube. Yeah, which and is very th- good and still holds up. I was going to ask, like, do you think, like, that would be popular? Yeah, I mean, it holds up. I think that they would have to make it as a, like, $20 downloadable product instead because people get really weird about, like, value proposition with, like, that kind of side-scrolling game that only takes a few hours to beat. But, like, when you think about the big Capcom games this year, none of them were long. Well, other than well, Monster Hunter. 
Yeah. Resident <laughs> Evil. Resident Evil is weird because you can go through it a couple times. I mean, you can beat it in like an hour and a half. That's my point, though. Resident Evil 2 and Devil May Cry, they're short games that are meant to be played multiple, multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. So, I mean, like, Beautiful Joe was that, too. Like, yes. you would do it to unlock characters right. and then play again in a different way or whatever. Well, the first one. The second one didn't have as much of that, but... I Yeah, I, I still just want a HD Beautiful Joe collection, mm. and no one will give me this. Half of my clothing now is Beautiful Joe clothing, <laughs> and I need I need to believe mm. at this point. Uh, yeah, that is what I would want to see the most, but what I truly, deep down in my heart of hearts, want and will never happen is for them to fucking make a Rival Schools game. Well, yeah. That's... And we all deserve a new Rival Schools game. But I, fighting games, I do not think would be reviving a doormat IP. <laughs> I, their fighting because, games are not. So their, their fighting strengths. games are not. They're their right strong now. suit right now, but no. like also, they will just keep focusing on Street Fighter regardless. I think. Do you think they'll ever try Marvel again, or do you think that's dead? I would like for them to try Marvel. I think it is dead. <laughs> Like, oh boy, that's because so depressing. Fucking Infinite was a trash fire, and it was very clearly. I mean, like, there's proof that it was meant to be something way more than it was, mm. with way more characters, and then yeah, they had yeah. to just dump all that. Which now they could do it with all the characters, or they could do Capcom versus Tatsunoko. They could. So I was actually um, okay. There's a rumor that uh, Terry Bogard might come out today in Smash, mm-hmm. which would be fucking crazy. It seems a little late now, but we'll find yeah, out. Yeah. There's maintenance today, though. Oh. And so, like, usually what happens is they put out the maintenance. How long does that character, take? A couple hours. Well, I meant, like, to download and everything. Like... Oh, not very long. Okay. Because, like, we have plans to play that tomorrow. Yeah, That's yeah. why I'm asking. So I did be so hype if yeah, Terry yeah. was in the game. But the reason I say that is because I Maximilian... A popular fighting game streamer he always does retrospectives when characters are about to come out and things mm-hmm. so he's doing a terry retrospective and he was playing capcom versus snk one and two mm-hmm. and i did not realize that snk made no profits off those games that's kind of a only capcom did they like got a set amount of money for it they mm-hmm. made some deal because snk was about to go out of business even then oh which it seems like they're constantly on the yeah. brink of going out of business so like they said to capcom like you make these games and then we'll like get the profit so they their part of the deal was they made that game svc chaos it right. was not great no so that was snk's play into that uh but I so desperately want CVS 3. And now I feel like the roles are reversed. Whereas, like, Capcom's fighting games are in dire ass straits, and people think that the new Samurai Showdown was pretty good. Mm -hmm. SNK just put out uh, King of Fighters Gotcha game that Willie was playing. He has a five star Terry Bogard and a four star Joe. And that's very exciting. It is. Uh, People, yeah, SNK's on the upswing, and, mm. like, that new King of Fighters was announced. I, they should be allowed to make <laughs> Capcom vs. SNK 3, and it will never happen. No. Probably not. But, yeah, for, like, as mm. for dormant Capcom franchises, the only ones I can really think of that I'm like, this needs to come back is Beautiful Joe and Gotcha Force, because it's the greatest. We played that a couple years ago. I love uh, Gotcha Force. And so, what I actually, this is another Japan thing. Mm-hmm. There were, like, no GameCube games anywhere for sale used. That's weird. And I don't know why. 
at Super Potato, there was the biggest selection, and it was like 20 games, and half of them were Mario Power Tennis. (laughs) But one of them was Gotcha Force, and it cost a fuckload, because I forgot about this. It was in like 2012, they re-released Gotcha Force on GameCube, because they like found an unopened shipment of it. Oh. And so, like, they just put it out again, like, somewhat recently within the past, like, seven, eight years. So it was pretty expensive. It's Mm. wicked expensive for the U.S. version. It's, like, almost $200, I think. Wow. But people really like that game, me included. It was one of the Capcom 5, one of the five new IPs they made for the GameCube, along with fucking uh, Beautiful Joe. And uh, it deserves to come back. Tiny Mm. Robots Fighting. It's a great concept. Everyone loves it. And they will never make another one. Probably not. No. It was a one-off thing. But yeah, I, like Mega Man. Is but Mega, Mega Man 10 came out I was gonna say, last that's not year, dormant. two years ago. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. So yeah. like that's the other part is where I was like. Yeah, yeah, that was last year. I mean, I guess Mega Man X. Right. Or But then they, like, they put out the Mega Man X collection. They are putting out the Mega Man Zero collection. Bring back Mega Man Battle Network. That's what I want. I want all the weird Capcom shit. I don't care about any of their popular franchises. <laughs> like, it's it's weird to me to think, like, uh, probably, like, five years ago, if you had asked me, like, oh, what are the most famous Capcom franchises, I would have said, like, oh, Mega Man and Street Fighter. Right. And, like, now Devil May Cry is, like, one of their most popular things. And, like, obviously Monster Hunter came to the West. Y- yes. This is weird. They have a weird amalgam of I feel stuff. like Resident Evil's always had, like, an audience. Resident Evil has always been hugely popular, especially here, but... I was gonna, I was gonna say, I don't know how it is in Japan. That's... Yeah. I mean, not as popular, I think. So... It's weird. Right. They have a weird... Like, usually studios, their games are, like, sort of, like, you can see some kind yeah, of yeah. through line. Capcom does not have that. Capcom, They're all fucking wildly different. And they, to me, they they feel like, at least this generation, like, more like a Western studio than, like, they, a, a yeah. Japanese studio. Like, like Devil May Cry, if I told you that game was made by some, like, American company, you'd, you'd be, be like, like oh, oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Capcom did have a lot of U.S. studios, like when they mm. were making Dead Rising. Yes, like, that was those were, Vancouver. They, those are closed now, yes. but yeah, mm-hmm. they they were making games yes. in the U.S. for some of the stuff. And I like even their mobile games were, like the Puzzle Fighter and stuff, mm. were made by a U.S. studio. So it's weird, and I would love nothing more than for Capcom to revive dormant IPs. But I feel like this rumor comes out a lot yeah, that they're yeah. like, oh, we're gonna bring back everyone's favorite it's like i i fucking bet you are (laughs) can't wait yeah excited but i mean capcom has been doing really well yes with the exception of street fighter 5 i think and well street fighter 5 like hold those were from a while ago but i mean recently like they have had a string of like really high successes yes like mega man 10 came out and it was good devil may cry 5 monster hunter world Mm -hmm. and then the expansion iceborne Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 7. Like, they've had a huge string of things that people thought were awesome. I want them to continue it, but I also don't want them to just be like, ah, here's the sequel to Monster Hunter World. Here's the next Resident Evil game. Here's Devil May Cry. Right. You know? Like, I I want them to actually have different other things. Yeah. But I think the safest bet is for them to not do that. Probably. Because Capcom was one of those studios, especially in the early PS3 days and, like, the GameCube PS2 era, where they would be like, 
yo, you have a concept for a game? Who cares? Let's make it. Like, they publish, like, Dark Void and all those fucking really bizarre, like, open-world exploration things. That Bionic Commando remaster mm. in 3D. Like, the shit was weird. And they were all, like, B-tier games, but Capcom was just like, here you go. Right. We're going for it. And, uh... Another one is uh, that I just... Dragon's Dogma. I think there's a really good chance. They just re-released Dragon's Dogma because, like, again. Who made that? Like, who's the studio head? I don't even remember. I think it's the guy who does Devil May Cry, right? Hideki Kamiya? I think so. Well, he works at... He heads Platinum. I'm just trying to remember... Because, like, I remember, like, Game Informer, they were talking about how, like... Oh, there's the Itsuno also did stuff with that. Maybe he... I don't... Cause I, like, don't I know nothing about Dragon's Dogma. Because they, they like... As, like, a bizarre I think it was Devil May Cry, and they, like, Capcom went to him and were like, would you rather make Dragon's Dogma or Devil May Cry? And he picked Devil May Cry, but apparently, like, they are definitely willing to make more Dragon's Dogma. Maybe it was uh, Itsuno then, uh... Anchor charges... Oh, nope. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now it's time to move into the games that I've been playing. Because... Yeah, I played <laughs> I played some a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But, like, you were okay. kind of busy in Japan. So the first one here, mm-hmm. Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. Yes. I do not think I like this game. That's fair. I don't know, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I was also on a plane when I tried to play it, so I didn't. Like, I played for probably, like, an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and I never was like, oh, this is bad. It just was, like, not grabbing me right in a heavy way i'm gonna give it another shot and go through it that but i yeah something about it like i love watching people play it and like seeing it but then for some reason when i play it i'm like i don't know about this mm-hmm. which is really weird because it does feel like donkey kong country yeah yeah and i yeah i don't know i tried my best <sighs> this is I'm a little bummed out right now about yeah. it because the impossible layer is impossible. Oh, really? Yes, it is like brutally hard. Okay. I have I went through and unlocked all the bees oh, and I was like, shit. Yeah. And I was like, all right, now now it's time to give this a legitimate try. I get 25%. No way. <laughs> and it's like, "Oh no. I can't that's yeah, insane. I can't unlock anything. To, well, I can. I can unlock one more like uh, slot, so I have like the four to, like tonics. Yeah. But to get to get all to get the four slot, you have to unlock all the coins. So I've been kind of just going through slowly and unlocking coins. Wow. Uh, so I have five more stages to go through to get to unlock all the coins, and then. But even then, like, I don't think I can get through the impossible layer because my best run is 47%. Okay. So, like, I think this is going to be a game where, like, I can unlock all the tonics, all the bees, all the coins, and I literally just can't beat the game. Damn. And that's after probably 20 plus hours. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I only did, like, a handful of levels, probably, mm. like, four or five. But, yeah, no, it just didn't grab me for whatever reason. I, yeah, it's a cool game, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I like want to like it. So maybe when I give it another shot, it will grab me more. But I, I don't know. Like, you, I don't think you're as probably as big of a Donkey Kong Country fan as I am. So. No, but I really like Donkey Kong Country mm. though. So, so it's just, I, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I to me it's like really kind of gripped me. Mm-hmm. It's just I disappointing that I literally won't be able to beat the game. <laughs> 
Uh, also, not to rehash something else, but that mid-max that I was telling you about, their podcast theme song, they emailed Grant Kirkhope, and apparently he did, like, a 15-second song for them. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, like, That's pretty cool. Yeah, like, he, like, yeah, Ben Hansen, like, emailed him, and he's like, apparently, if you email musicians and, like, hey, I'll pay you, they, like, they'll actually, like, do well, a song yeah, for you. Yeah, if you pay them, yeah, they, <laughs> they'll do anything. So, but yeah, that was just like, well, that's not what I expected for their theme song. No, to be. that's cool though. Yeah, uh, it's just kind of hard right now because I've like I just keep having more and more games thrown on me right now. Same. And, and like uh, Wednesday night is the D and D night that I do. Mm-hmm. Last night was Halloween, so I was kind of busy. Tonight is this, and then this weekend we got Extra Life, and I definitely won't be playing games Sunday. No. So, like, I, I'm like, God, I, I want to finish up Ukulele so I can move on. And I also want to finish up Ghost Recon Breakpoint. But, like, I don't know when I'm going to get the chance at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, moving on to Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I am slowly making my way through that. Mm-hmm. I'm still enjoying it. Okay. I still don't agree with how low that, that game reviewed or whatever. But, like, I, I think it's... a fun i think it's my favorite ubisoft game from this year it may be my favorite open world game from this year actually interesting but like there hasn't been a lot of great open world games this year either not that i can think of yeah because there was days gone mm-hmm. and then i can't really think oh well i guess there was the division was just technically open world mm, technically yeah but uh, not necessarily yes which for whatever reason the Ghost Recon Breakpoint, the story has me kind of like intrigued, okay. and it's not even not even that great of a story, but like it's no, just told be- well enough. He betrayed them. Yes. <laughs> uh, I can never remember the actor's name. No. John Barenthal. Maybe. Tom Barenthal. Barenthal, the actor. Mm-hmm. His dog is not in the game. No, I know that sucks, but he uh, he was a ghost. And then he yes. decided not to be a ghost. Yeah, he went like private sector and like sold out. To he sold out. Advance the human race with technology Bummer. or something. Yeah. So you're like fighting back. And... This is another. So after Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. a lot of games have had that thing where like, oh, you can just like go do the final level now. Yes. Breakpoint has that, I guess. Yes, yes, it does. But like, it seems like impossible to actually do it though. Oh yeah, because like the the Destiny light level or whatever you want to call it was 150, which you start at one. Uh, after about 25 hours, I've just hit 150, and I only have like one mission left, and then it's the final mission. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty close to the end. Yeah. So I'm excited to get. I'm hoping next week I can wrap those two up because I have three more games that I'm also currently playing. I have. And then, like, I downloaded another... I downloaded um, After Party from... Oh, I bought After Party. Well, that was on Game Pass. Well, it didn't matter, because they announced that after I had bought it for $4. <laughs> oh, well, it doesn't matter then. Yeah. And uh, also, Call of Duty was sent to me. Nice. So, like, I have too many games right now, and I'm feeling overwhelmed. But me too. please tell me about uh, Yokai Watch 4. So I, as we have heard, went to Japan... <laughs> Uh, and Yokai Watch 4 is out there right now, okay. and I purchased it used for $30, <laughs> because 
most places still had it for full price. And okay, I don't want to keep bringing up Japan, but they still have the pricing system like we did back in the Super Nintendo days, where like the more content and data is on a cartridge, the more expensive it is. Oh. So like fucking Dragon Quest Eleven on Switch is like eighty five dollars. That is most of the places, which is fucking wild. Yeah. And so like Yokai Watch Four new was like sixty seven dollars. But the way their used game market is, is their used games are, like, less than half the price, usually. So I got Yokai Watch for used for 30 bucks, Right. And it's not like here, where, like, if you buy a used game, it's like a crapshoot on the quality of it. Like, no matter what, it will be like you bought it new. Like, it is fucking pristine. It still has, like, the weird, dumb Yokai Watch key thing that came with it. And it, like, wasn't chipped or anything or mm. broken. And, like, the stuff that came with it. I also bought this strategy guide, which, if you bought this here, this would probably cost $30, maybe. How helpful is this? Very, actually. Okay, because it's uh, all in Japanese. It is all in Japanese, but I can translate it with my phone well enough, and I need the maps, usually. Are there, like, apps that you could take a picture and it could just yeah, auto-translate? Yeah, so Google it? Translate does that. It's oh, usually just, pretty oh, no. bad. Okay. But usually it gets me the info I need. Yes, yes. Um, so this was $10. Okay. Actually, I bought it used, so it was $4, I think. I actually, I bought a lot of huge guides that here probably would have cost $40 for $5 or less in Japan. Wow. And that's amazing. Like, I got the one for Chrono Cross, which also has, like, a ton of extra interviews and stuff in it for $6. And nice. that's insane. But yeah, so I bought Yokai Watch 4 in the guide, so for both of those it was like $34. Mm-hmm. Um, people have had a lot of negative things to say about Yokai Watch 4, especially because they are making a paid expansion that comes out in December that costs 15 bucks. It is called Yokai Watch 4 Plus Plus. Mm-hmm. It uh, it comes out in December in Japan, and that is the version that is coming to PS4 in December as well. Um so, Yokai Watch 3 had, like, mm, six, 700 yokai in it. This game has, like, 110, maybe? And so, like Pokemon, the new Pokemon games, where people are losing their gourd, that not oh. all the yokai are in it, that is happening in this. But Level 5 made the mistake of saying that, don't worry, we'll add in more with free patches. So far, they've added, like, 20, and now they want you to pay for the other ones? Mm. People are not pleased with that. Um, it also runs, like, bad, I would say, and it seems like it needed maybe some more time in the oven. Mm. Uh, so even with all the patches, it doesn't run particularly well. In handheld mode, it is fucking, like, N64 levels of blurry. Yikes. Like, just to make it run and, like, go at a smooth frame rate, it's really blurry. And then when you put it on the dock and it has the increased processing power, it is no longer blurry, but it runs like shit. <laughs> well, so I don't know which I prefer. Um, I've tried both. And I never know if controls on the Switch games are unresponsive or if it's my shitty Joy-Cons. Right. So I can never say for sure, but it feels pretty unresponsive uh, when it's in docked mode. Are you having trouble with your Joy-Cons? 
A year recently, yeah. Because like I think I'm having the same problem my uncle had with the Joy-Con drift. The Joy-Con drift. So when we were in Japan, Nigel started to get Joy-Con drift. I do not have that. They just fucking suck. Okay. And like they do not pair properly all the time. Mm. And so like I can never tell if it's like is this just not paired properly right. or like is something wrong with this game. In this case, I think it's probably the game. Right. Uh. So it actually plays exactly like Nino Kuni One. Oh, <laughs> which I really like Nino Kuni yeah, One. So you, you were... play as the human character in Nino Kuni One. That's getting released, right? It did get re-released. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you like play as a human character with three like monster people, basically, mm-hmm. and in this they're the yokai. Right. Um. You can attack with the guy or tell your friends to attack. In this, the main difference is you can also just become your weird monster friends right. and attack as well, and they all have special moves and stuff. So it feels just like Nino Kuni 1 in terms of the battling, which I like. They completely changed the way you get the yokai. Like, before, you would just pray to the lord that you would get it after battle at random. In this, you, like, steal their soul, essentially, and then you, like, spend their souls on this weird, like, monkey butler guy. He'll be like, you've got enough souls, now you have that yokai. Mm -hmm. It's actually a lot more similar to how they did the recruitment of players in Inazuma 11. Okay. Like, you would be like, you'd have to have so many items, but also, like, be a certain level or have done a thing. So I actually like it better, because then it's not really random. It's like, oh, you can go search out these items and earn them, and then actually just get the thing you want, as opposed to being like, oh, random chance. Mm -hmm. So I like that. It is fun, and it is, despite the fact that it is all in Japanese, it is level 5 games are, like, really easy to follow. Because usually they just give you a waypoint that's like, right. you gotta be here now, my man. <laughs> the only times that it has become a real issue is when quests need to happen at a specific time of day, and I do not know that. Yeah. Or if, like, you can't have a certain character in your party, and, like, I'm just being like, what the fuck? So there is a little ghost dog that will run to your objective. And so, like, some things, you don't have the item you need, but that dude, uh, the guy you have to talk to is still the objective. So, like, the dog will just sit there, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And so, like, there has been at least, I played for, like, probably ten hours so far. Mm-hmm. There have been at least two of those hours that have been me running around like a fucking idiot, because I'm like, I just, I don't know what to do. And it was especially when I was on a plane and couldn't use Wi-Fi on my phone, yeah. so I couldn't translate anything at all. I was like, oh. But it is fun and charming. The new characters are interesting. Instead of playing as one human character, they were like, what if six of them? And you go through different eras, like there's the present day, and you mm-hmm. go all the way to like 50, 100 years in the past for some reason. Now, are you making up your own plot as you go? No, I know what the plot is, oh, weirdly you know. enough. I like, because it's based on, it's a follows up one of the recent Yokai Watch movies, which oh, I had okay. read a plot synopsis of, because I didn't understand where half these human characters came from, because I just played Yokai Watch 3 this year. Right. There are only three human characters that can see the Yokai, and in this, like, fucking everyone can. I was like, what happened? So I looked that up, uh, and yeah, it's just a fun, I'm mm-hmm. having a fun time with it, even though I can't read it, which might make it more fun, mm-hmm. because I bet the plot sucks. And probably the just overall dialogue is not great, I would guess. Usually not, yeah, so it's just like, 
me with a podcast on in the background mm-hmm. being like, ooh, the waypoint says go over there. I mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just level up and collect shit, and right. it just feels like a dumb, mindless experience, even though if I was playing it in English, it wouldn't be. Right. I would be focusing on it way more, but I will probably pl- I'll play it again when it comes out in English, if however it comes out here. You think you'd get it again? I will buy it again, yeah. You play through it again. Yeah, man. It's fun. I like it. You don't seem like you're very positive about it. It runs like shit. I mean, I'll give it that. I But okay. I like the aspect of playing it, okay. I think, is fun. And just, like, the new monster designs are fun. Mm-hmm. And if they keep adding stuff to it with even paid patches or free patches, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It is. I like it a lot. It is It is very fun. Awesome. Um, and so, yeah, that's the main thing I played. In Japan, I also bought a Game Boy Advance game and a Game Boy game that I'm going to try to play. But are you going to try to play with your GameCube? Uh, I'm maybe. Yeah. So the Game Boy game I bought is the game that Link's Awakening runs on that engine. The, oh, the frog for whom the bell tolls or whatever. I bought that because it was pretty cheap. And I was right. like, I want to play this. I yeah. got to know. And I can if I really want, I can get a translation patch of that one. Oh, OK. People have translated it. How do you do that with? I, I would have to download a ROM, okay. but I could just dump the cartridge and then it would be legal, quote unquote, or whatever. The other game oh. I got does not have a proper English translation, and it is called Tomatoes Adventure, mm. and it is about a rabbit, and it is an RPG. The guy who wrote that amazingly thick Earthbound book and translated Mother 3 in the like professional grade translation, uh, Tom Mandolin, mm-hmm. he, or Clyde Mandolin, sorry. He, after he translated Mother 3, was like, I want to translate another game because I had a fun doing it. So he picked Tomatoes Adventure and then immediately realized, oh, fuck, I can't do this because it is about the same amount of text as Mother 3 was. Right. And that took me like five years. So he just translated the menus and some of the enemy <laughs> names oh. and then said, yo, I figured out how to do this. Someone wants to finish it. Mm-hmm. They can. So I could play that with all of the battle menus translated, which would be all right. That would, yeah, that'd make that it would be okay. all right. But I think I'm going to stream that and just be like, who knows what's happening? <laughs> Let's make it up as we go along. Be like, the main character's a fucking rabbit. It looks bizarre. <laughs> but it looks like way my kind of jam if right. it wasn't English. So I was like, I got to pick that up. I wanted to buy a few others, but they were mostly GameCube games and there were none. That's, so, yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I Bummer. enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, we both played Luigi's Mansion 3, or did you not? No, I, I got about an hour. Same, so we got about the same. Right. I did not get Gooigi. No, that's like, I just met the professor. Okay, I'm a little farther than that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we did not have Gooigi, but it seems like he can he... like phase through like greats. Yes, and like, yes. And like, he, it's a big part of like puzzles and stuff, Gooigi, yeah. by the sounds. I think you're pretty close to getting Gooigi. I think so. I so I'm, I'm probably like a little bit farther than you. Mm. What I love about Luigi's Mansion is it proves that Nintendo is like has a masterclass in like art direction and yes. animation. Mm-hmm. Every time Luigi moves or is spooked, I'm just like, oh man, what a yeah. guy! I love Luigi. Even at the beginning when he's like sleeping on the bus, it's just like. Luigi's probably the most relatable I love character Luigi. like in this But what I think what I thought was really funny is in the beginning scene. So they get invited Mario Peach and some toads and Luigi right. get invited to a hotel 
and they go to stay there, and so they're going on vacation. Mm. Even in the beginning, when you're walking around the hotel, Luigi right. seems afraid, yeah, and it's yeah. perfect daylight. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh no, my man has high levels of anxiety. Yeah, he's he's doing the best he uh, can. Yeah, he's doing the best. I also love in the beginning where it is so obvious that they're all ghosts with masks taped to their face. Yes. And none of them fucking realize <laughs> at all. And they're like, whoa, mm -hmm. fun times. Uh, one of the reasons why uh, I didn't get to play as much because I went over and my cousin wanted to play a little bit. Oh, okay. And he was just like, why is he wearing a mask right now? <laughs> I was just like, you can't tell that it's a ghost and it actually was a little too scary for him. He's really? like he's like a big baby with that kind of stuff. Uh, I was gonna say like this. So I blood makes me pass out. So right, I don't right. watch a lot of like horror movies and stuff. But I love like the fun, happy Halloween yes, aesthetic. Yes. Like it's why I like Scooby Doo. It's mm -hmm. why I like The Nightmare Before Christmas. And like this is that. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, Luigi's yeah. just. We're all here for a fun time. Right. Nothing has scared no, me. No. No. But it's... he is scared a lot. Yes. Like, that's when what you, I like about when it. you open drawers and the mm -hmm. shit pops out and he loses his gourd, <laughs> he's so afraid. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I have enjoyed it so far. Right. Uh, it is the most satisfying vacuum mechanic in a video game because no other video games really have vacuuming no. mechanics. So I can say that with confidence yes uh yeah you like suck the ghost in you beat him back and mm -hmm. forth it's... is there like a timing to that or uh not really or is it just like it seems once... like you just kind of mash once, once you, you do it once you do it once yeah. just mash okay that's what it seems like yeah. to me at least because at first i was like trying to time it and yes. then i was like what happens if i just mash mm -hmm. and it worked fine yeah so uh i yeah there's I... so much about it that is just like weird mm -hmm. The fact that the ghost stole all the buttons from the elevator. Right. And, like, you're collecting elevator buttons. Like, Professor Egad's a professor. He should mm -hmm. know that you can still push the button without <laughs> what it says and you will go there. Mm -hmm. Luigi doesn't know that, no, apparently. Luigi. So they we gotta wait. Luigi's doing the best he can. Yeah. But I'm actually excited because apparently, like, every floor is a different theme yeah so there's like a pirate theme and a movie oh nice theme. so like I'm i do of... that that is really cool yes i read a review of this game mm -hmm. that was i it was the lowest metacritic review and it was hilarious to me it was like my favorite review i've ever read maybe <laughs> i can't remember what website it was but he gave it a seven out of ten. Oh, that's not and bad. he started it with this game is so magical and fun I hate it. <laughs> and, like, so I was like, I gotta know more. Right. And so you read all the way through, and he basically describes, like, a game I would think is fun. Mm -hmm. And he just is like, yeah, but I hate these game mechanics. Oh. So, like, I just don't like it. But everyone else will like it. Yeah. So I can't give this game a four because I recognize that it is well-crafted and well-made. But I hate it. See, that's where it's hard as and a reviewer. And so, like, he gave it a seven, and I right. was like, good on you, man. Yeah. Most reviewers now would just be like, fuck this game, one out of ten. Luigi's the worst. Mm -hmm. He committed war crimes. <laughs> but this guy's like, yeah, this game's great. Right. I just hate it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, good for you. Mm -hmm. That's I like that. <laughs> But it is it is basically just like a checklist. You yeah. you get the money, you got to get the elevator things, you got to catch the specific ghosts. And it is it is fun. Like it, yeah. it is like Luigi's Mansion 1. It is like a spooky fun time. Did you play the second one? I did. I yeah. didn't. So, so I the did. second one is pretty good. I believe this is the same developer. I cannot it remember is. what they are called, but they're good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I at 
I want to play more of it, but I have yeah. like other things that. Yeah, we'll see what happens here. Because yeah. I was gonna not play it, get to play more Yokai Watch, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I should play some Luigi's Mansion because it's Halloween, and right? Whatever. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, the next game. Are you ready to be sold on this game? Okay, so like everybody says that this out, it's really good. Yes. I don't know that I want to play it. Like I, I don't. I mean, it will probably be good, and mm-hmm. I would probably like it. But I think at this point, I may have too many things that I will not be able to play it. Okay. So I don't know. See, what I'm really liking about this game. So is... So the Outer Worlds. Yes, it's the, the Outer Worlds. That made by Obsidian. Mm-hmm. It is essentially, if I were to describe it to someone, Fallout but in space. More than that. Okay. If you were to take Fallout and put it here. Yeah, and put take Mass Effect and put it here. Yeah, and then it's, you mash them together. It's and perfectly see, like, in the middle. That's dope because I like Fallout in theory. Yes, but I don't like the aesthetic of it. Right, and I don't like playing it very much. And it plays better than Fallout. So that yes, I like that. And it's not. And it's in space. It's yeah, it's in space, and, and it's not that rules. And you have party members. I know. And you recruit party members, and like it pops up like the Mass Effect menu I where it's know. like, hey, who do you want to take? Uh, and like the characters are like your party members have like loyalty missions. I know. It sounds so good, and people really like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And I so I was expecting people to like this game and right. thought it would be good. I did not expect it to be as good as it is or as good as people are making it out to be. Right. Like, I just didn't think it would be like that. Uh, Yeah, I didn't know exactly. I thought it would be, like, very divisive, but it seems, like, universally praised. I was a little worried that it was going to be, like, budget Fallout. Yes, which is what it seemed like. Yes. Yeah. Which it kind of is, but they, like, recognized it and then, like, threw in some, like, Mass Effect elements. Yeah, but it it seems like they also, they said from the beginning, like, don't go into this expecting the scope of a Fallout game, like, that kind of open world. They set expectations, but then it seems like they also scaled the game to those expectations. Yes, they did. So, like, it never is, like, pretending like it is more than it is. Like, it is just the sum of its parts. Right. Like, as it should be. Yes. Yeah. And but where it is a lot like Fallout, where like you can kill anyone, anyone, yeah, it's too much power for one man, maybe. <laughs> so in one, have of you accidentally killed a bunch of NPCs? Oh, you oh just get no! Ready. So like in one of the worlds, I discovered that I could like basically take whatever I want and then just lie to the person, and they'd just be like, okay, whatever. So then I just started going around doing that, and then there was, like, this main mission lady, and I, I like, like, hacked into her safe, and I was like, this is gonna be fine. Because then I will just, like, be like, no, it's okay, and then she'll be like, okay, whatever. So I hack into her safe, and then she starts shooting me, and I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is not good. No. So then I had to kill her, and I lost all those missions that I couldn't then complete. And then, and now that entire world hates me. Anywhere I go, I'm just getting instantly shot. So in shot. Fallout 4, they fixed that, where like mm-hmm. you couldn't kill mission-critical people. They right. would get down to one health and then just be like upset, but after a certain amount of time, you could do the mission again. Mm-hmm. But like that's like old... Yes. Uh morrowind shit Mm -hmm. where i would like accidentally kill the person in the main storyline and be like fuck and then have to use the pc key commands to respawn them Mm -hmm. yeah see that was more on me yeah it is more on you i was just abusing the situation because like you get experience every time you lie 
Okay, that's interesting. I so, like that. So, like, that's I. I was like, you you hack the save, or you like break in and you get experience, and then you talk to them, you lie to them, and you get experience. Nice. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna get like I'm getting a lot of experience from this, and I just I need to know what's in that safe, anyways. I gotta collect everything. So then that happened, and then the next world I went into, and I went into a mission, and I had to kill some guards to basically complete, but. And by killing guards, now everyone on that planet hates me. So I've been to three places, and two thirds of the planets hate me. Cool. So um, sounds like a great game. <laughs> I am playing this game very poorly. Nice. But like uh, to jump back to the first world where you start, yeah. Like it has you make a pretty difficult decision. Uh, it kind of it like a Mass Effect decision, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. unless like Mass Effect, where it's like clearly like here's the good answer. Yeah, you just don't know what the right answer is. Yes, or... it's like uh, I'll, I'll spoil this a little bit just because it's early on in the game. Mm-hmm. It's basically there's two different uh, settlements. One is more like with the civilization. One kind of broke off onto their own. Okay, you have like uh, energy or like. Um, like electricity mm. going to both you need to cut off electricity for one of them okay if you like cut off the electricity to the civilization uh <clears throat> basically the settlement will not accept any people from that the civilization okay and but you know like you're like the settlement is a little more happy and it's like less slavery <laughs> I love less slavery. Yes. That's always a positive. So, but if you cut off the electricity from the settlement, and they can go back and live in the the civilization or whatever, but then they're going to be doomed to slavery. Oh, boy. So, like, also you find out the lady of the settlement, like, is using bodies to grow plants. Okay. So she's a little wacky crazy. Uh Uh-huh. So it's one of those situations where, like, I don't really know what the right answer here is. And there's actually, like, I found a way to kind of, like, get in the middle somehow. So, like, that planet I did very well, Fallout-wise. Or Mass Effect, or, like, Outer Worlds-wise, you want to say. The other two planets I've really fucked up big time. And I'm kind of wondering if I should just restart or not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you can still complete the game, I mean... I think I can complete the game. Yeah, then it's fine. Mm. It's okay. Live with your choices, I guess. It's a disaster right now. Yeah. Although, the the first party member you meet, Parvati, she is a great, great addition to the game. Nice. And I really think you would like this game I think I would like it a lot as well. I, I don't know. I don't have enough. I don't have enough time, energy. And also, it sounds like you may want to check out Disco Elysium. I know. I don't want to, but I want... Don't you want to play 60-hour game? I, I do so bad. <laughs> I know. Fucking Trails of Cold Steel's over yeah, there. Yeah. I didn't even unwrap it. It's yeah. like, I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't. De- Death Stranding comes out on in a week. Right. A fucking Jedi Fallen Order comes out the same day as Pokemon. Right. At least, like, after that, yes. there's not really anything else no, that I want to no, no. play, so I think I can, like... Maybe finagle beating most of these games, but I don't. I won't be able to get to all of the really like high profile. I think I, I can. To, I, think. I think I can get through everything by like our game of the year stuff because at least like we'll have a month and a half of like nothing new coming out. But yeah, I'm gonna be pretty busy up until December. Yeah. So, 
Because I don't think I'm going to have time to get the Jedi Fallen Order oh, Pokemon until much later. Pokemon's going to be so sick. I, I can't wait. I'm so ready. All right. So this is very exciting. I'm so excited. I've never been more excited. <laughs> I So in Japan, on every mm-hmm. train, there were not many ads. But one of them was always for Ring Fit Adventure. Yes. It was sold out most places in Japan we wow. went to. It cost $90. Eighty dollars is insane because twenty dollars for a basically a piece of plastic is insane. I think there's some electricity in there as well. There's something. It going still on. seems insane. It's worth it. Whatever. You get a leg strap as well. Come on, man. <laughs> Anyways, this game seems fucking insane. It is because like everybody got the Wii and it was a huge fad and they were right. like, oh, the balance board we fit. Mm-hmm. That shit sucks. It did. This game. We, you can fight RPG battles while you exercise, yes. and I want to buy this game really mm-hmm. bad, and I should not buy it. Yeah, it's... Uh, I hate to say this to you, Manny, yeah. but after a week of playing this, uh-huh. I am now definitively the sexiest man on the podcast. Oh, shit! <laughs> You've done I, it! I, <laughs> no, I, I... Oh, boy, it is whooping my ass, I must say. But is it fun? It kind of is. Okay. I mean, like, I mean, it's definitely exercise. Yeah. But it is just, it's so smart the way they did it. Yeah, which is why I mm. want to buy it. Is yes. because, one, I should exercise more than I do. That's why. Even though my... I, I walk a lot, but, like, mm-hmm. that, I don't know, you can walk for, like, nine hours and right. burn enough for, like, less than a donut. Right. But I, I also like playing RPG things. Yes. So I think that this is a smart combination. It's a very simplified well, yeah, RPG, but of still, course. I mean, but, like, yeah, I mean, you just, when you run, you run in place and sometimes you have to do like high knees when you're running up uh slopes or you know like stairs and stuff and then and then if you're like when you're fighting you have to do like squats and like that's the boy deep, the deeper squat like the more damage you do holy fuck ah yes and i can only do about 20 minutes of exercise and like i am usually like covered in sweat and have to call it call it yeah. a night but like it there is a lot in between so like when i'm saying like 20 that's like 20 minutes of like actual exercising and probably like 30 to 35 minutes of like other things happening as well okay because there is some dialogue and the story's really weird that is, there's a story <laughs> <laughs> i was not expecting that yeah, but like you don't really understand the motivations of the enemy or, like, the main villain. I can't tell if he, like, wants to make everyone, like, really buff or if he just wants everyone, <laughs> like, I gotta, I gotta get this game. Like, like, I gotta get I, it. I don't know what his in- inspirations are or what he's going for. I, it just, like... Everything about it looks so mm. bizarre, and I immediately expected to write it off and just be like, oh, this is just another fucking stupid thing. Right. And then, like, every website was like, yeah, but, like, you fight monsters, and it's cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, I watched the video of Steven Totillo from Kotaku doing it, mm-hmm. and he's like, it makes me look like an idiot, but it's right. super fun. Yeah, yeah, And, like, oh, man. It is, yeah, I mean, like, I, as I said, I've... I didn't get to do it Wednesday night because that's like my D and D night, mm-hmm. and like that's. But like I've done it every night other than that, and yeah. like I am sore. I've been sore most of this week. Nice. Well, I should probably get Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's very exciting. It's way more expensive than I want to pay for it. But I think it, like you realize like like you're paying sixty dollars for the game and then twenty dollars for the ring, which it seems that thing. <laughs> The ring. It does seem worth like twenty dollars worth. Like it does not feel cheap. I will say the Velcro knee strap or leg strap. I'm not a huge fan of. Every like five minutes, I'm pulling it back up, and I'm like, God damn it, that's that because like that gets very uncomfortable when it's like riding on your knee, and you're like, Yeah, that would be rough. I'm not a fan of this. No. Man, Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Who would have thought? And what I think is funny is it's like their second fitness release yes because they released that fitness boxing one yeah that was like and like January? that was like a weird stealth release that no mm. one fucking knew was even coming out and right. then i never heard anything about it ever again so like that that's very weird i do have one question for you is this yeah. an frpg what the hell is that a, a fitness rpg yeah yeah it is it's a new genre frpg frpgs they're they're on the rage right now. Damn it! I just need to know if Terry Bogard is coming out today. I need it so bad. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they would have announced it earlier mm-hmm. in the day if he was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know because Sakurai would put out his weird video like. Yeah, it seems like now would be a very bizarre time to announce that. I don't know about that. It's November first. They said he was coming out in November. <laughs> it's a perfect perfect time yeah, i don't know yeah, what yeah. you're talking about yeah i mean there's i mean there's, there's never no been, there's time. never been a better time for terry bogart to be released in no Spanish. no never ever. when was the last time a character was released was uh, it banjo a few months ago was that right after e3 or like it was it was oh it was the one right after e3 yeah right? it was like the day it was the day after or the day of their uh oh no i don't know it was at a random day i feel like it was very strange i feel like it was definitely during their like nintendo direct so they like showed him but he didn't come out until later no 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 no, no. it because they're the direct went into sakurai's video where he said buy an xbox Yes. Yeah, okay. You're right. And they like they really broke down like all his moves and everything. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like there's... My guess is there might be a Nintendo Direct this month, and... Well, like... Um, I don't know. Joker came out at random. Like, okay, it's just a day in the middle of the month. They were like, here's this, like, 30-minute trailer where he explains everything, and oops, he's out now. Hmm. But there is maintenance on the server, which never happens unless they're updating with a, with hmm. a patch. Who knows? Yeah. There's still time. Maybe they'll put the trailer out during the maintenance so that people don't flood the servers as hard as every other time where you can't even fucking download the character for two hours. That sounds like fun. I got Banjo right away. I had to refresh for hours to get Joker, which mm. was infuriating because since the multiplayer is peer-to-peer and doesn't use their network at all, mm. people were online playing multiplayer matches yeah. lag-free with Joker while I'm over here like... The menu's lagging. I can't even get into... What the fuck? I was so pissed off. And then Scott tried to get in after I did and got Joker right away. And I was like, you don't even want to play Smash. (laughs) That's a criminal move. It was. It was... was, uh, At E3, it might have been... The Dragon Quest hero that came out right then. Yeah, that sounds about right. I forgot that there was a third character. 
That might have been right before. Because the Banjo one was a recent Nintendo Direct where they went right into it. Because it was like it was a huge Nintendo Direct. That was probably September, wasn't it? That was the Deadly Premonition one, I think, where Mm. it was Banjo. But they said Terry's coming out in November, so very exciting. Yeah. Hopefully soon. So, are you ready to move into part three, man? I am ready to move into part three. I will get Frosty. Frosty the Snowman. Alright, I am mixing up the uh, the pieces of paper. Wow, that is the flattest Coke of all time that I just drank. Oh boy. Let me mix it up some more. I accidentally saw some. Ooh, the, the Schwind Waker. Oh man, that's a... The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. So, I have to admit a crime here on this podcast... I have never beaten this game. Oh, really? I have gotten to the final dungeon. Okay. And then I had to return it to Video King. But you have the Wii U version, I right? I do. I never played it. The Wii U version. I would like to. Well. This game is amazing. The Wind Waker is amazing. And I still run into people who try to be like, yeah, but it can't be as good because it has that cel-shaded kitty art style. And I honestly... Those people can go fuck themselves. Like right. that. That is my hot take. It's because not that hot. This game. Oh, it's a cold take at this point. I guess <laughs> this. The Wind Waker. The art style yeah. is incredible. Like right. it looks so good, and that's why the Wii U version, when it turns into HD, like it's a perfect transition. Like it right. just looks incredible still. And even if you play the original GameCube version, it still looks ridiculous. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember people at that time being extremely butthurt about it because it was the E3 before it came out or it was the E3 when the GameCube was releasing. They mm. showed that tech demo of what right. Zelda could look like and it looked like super dark and edgy which is actually exactly what Twilight Princess became was like that tech demo. Mm. And then they showed Wind Waker and people were like, what the fuck is this? I want Link to bleed. <laughs> and it would... I, I could not have been more disconnected from that. Yeah, you're right. Because, like, I saw this and was like, whoa, whimsical, fun Zelda time. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it it is an incredible game. Uh, One thing I've heard is there are no load screens and with, like, how big the world is. Do you think they, like, because I, I know the premise is, like, I've never played it. But, yeah. like, you go on a boat and you go to different islands. Do you think, like, the riding the boat, like, hides the load screens? I think screens? it is technically hiding a load screens. And also, in areas, like, you have to go inside houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that is also hiding, like, okay. loads for certain areas and things. Um, but, yeah, it, for the time, it seemed right. like an amazing technical yeah. feat. But I rented it from Video King when I was pretty sick. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was out of school for, like, five days. And I got to the final dungeon on the last day I had it, and then for some reason I just never rented it again. Hmm. That was probably because Video King stopped existing soon after that. Yeah, they did. But they... Um, I, did, I did really enjoy it. Right. It is one of the few Zelda games I specifically remember having, like, a real story. Okay. Because, like, I th- that's kind of mean to say. Because, like, A Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time have a real story, but it's like, hey, rescue Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Get the Triforce Hyrule time. Whereas, like, Ocarina of Time has a little bit more of that. But this is weird and, like, 
Hyrule was this whole lost civilization and like you go underwater and like mm-hmm. meet the ghost of the king and Zelda is actually a fully fleshed out character. The pirate girl Tetra is a fully fleshed out character. Like Link has his grandma and his sister. And there's just like a bunch of unique, interesting right. characters and they all play into this larger overarching plot. Like you get people who come with you in each dungeon, like Medley, the weird duck build girl, mm-hmm. the I don't know if they were called Koroks in that, but they look like Koroks. Uh, they were probably Koroks. And then, like, the... Fuck, what's the name of the bird people from Breath of the Wild? Oh, I don't even remember. Damn it. The, but Rivali was one of right. them, but the, those people are in it. Uh, and there's just, like, there's such a wide variety of characters. And, mm. like, I, I think that you could show me characters from specific Zelda games, and I could probably pick them out. Right. But uh wind waker has like such a wide variety like i always think about the really fat dragon he's my homie and i love him he's like this big red dragon he's got this fat plump belly Mm. with a really long neck and it's awesome like i i just think of the visuals of that game and it makes me smile like they're just super super good the dungeon design is really good i was gonna ask like how are the dungeons and is it is it designed like old school Zelda, where you get like the item, and that's how you kind of yeah, generally, the generally, yeah. Um, so yeah, like Ocarina of Time style, where you get the item mm. in the dungeon and then go through and do the rest of it. There are some more interesting ones, like uh, the Pirate Fortress. There are some like non traditional, excuse me, there are some non traditional dungeons as well, right? But they're all very interesting. There's a wide variety of items and things that you get to use. Uh, I mean, also a lot of classic Zelda stuff, like the hookshot and things like that. But right. they're all, they're all fun mm-hmm. in their own way. Uh, now, how long is this game? Probably like twenty five, thirty hours, like standard modern Zelda game length. Mm-hmm. I <clears throat> remember watching a speed run of it uh, when Cosmo was still a big speedrunner, mm-hmm. and now he. Uh, has transitioned and is Narcissa, uh, I believe. And he doesn't really do, well, they don't do right. um, speedrunning really anymore. They were, I could just, imagine. They were, they were into Smash for a while. And I imagine you burn out of that. Yeah, I think so. But they were the best, like, uh, Wind Waker speedrunner. And also they had broken most of the world records for Ocarina of Time as well. Mm-hmm. But the speedruns for Wind Waker are fucking buck wild. And I still some of the coolest shit i've ever seen yeah because like they like break the, the, the game swift swim yeah yeah you like lodge link underneath the dock and like fucking go ham mm. on the gamecube stick and like you have to let go at a certain angle and then he will go so fast he'll fly to the nearest island and stop at it and somehow they calculate the trajectory and the speed at which mm-hmm. he's going and he would be going like hundreds of miles an hour and if he hits the wrong object he will die like by taking fall damage that shit is super cool. Yeah, it's crazy. They would there was this really dumb thing uh everyone's favorite Zelda character Tingle. Mm. If you hooked up the Game Boy Advance with the Game Boy connector, it was called the Tingle Tuner <laughs> and you could pay Tingle to get items in the game. So there were certain categories of speedrun where you could use the Tingle Tuner. And so a lot of the ones they would do is like you could summon it in mid-air. So like they would do this crazy shit where they would like jump use the tingle tuner use a bomb so that then link would like explode and go Mm. up and like 
they would use his hurt box to do all kinds of weird shit. Awesome, awesome stuff. Right, right. Uh, I believe in the Wii U version, obviously they took the Tingle Tuner out because you can't hook your Game Boy Advance yeah. up to the Wii U. But they replaced it with some other weird thing so you could like find collectibles. But the Swift Swim, I believe, is still intact. Wow. And it might be even easier to use or something. It's, it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to change the way they do it. But you can still do it. And there's a bunch of other weird new tricks. Like you, I think you can use Amiibos mm. to get items as well. Right. So I've seen like there's no Amiibo runs and stuff, which is really strange. <laughs> But I, yeah, man, I that that game for me is one of the games that exemplifies <coughs> Nintendo's like, kind of like Luigi's Mansion, where they're so good at animation and art style right. that you don't necessarily realize that their games aren't the most technically advanced. I think another great example is Mario Kart. Like, Mario Kart too, and like everybody was, loves Mario Kart. Like so, when yeah. Mario Kart Kart Eight came it out, it looked fucking uh, yeah. incredible, and you're like, but the Wii U sucks. <laughs> yeah, how can this be possible? <laughs> yes. yes. So, like, Luigi's Mansion, I notice a little bit of the, like, jagged edges when it's on the TV. Yeah. It looks incredible when it's in handheld, but, Mm -hmm. like, it still is very good in, like, Luigi's animation. But Wind Waker is probably one of the first ones I can think of that really did that. Mm -hmm. It was also, Nintendo started trying to do new and different stuff then with Wind Waker. Like, that was around the time of Pikmin and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, man. It is just, it's a wild game. I definitely should beat it. Someday. I was going to ask, how badly do you want to beat this? I don't know. Like, would you want to, like, maybe look at this after we play Shenmue? Shenmue? <laughs> yeah, we could. We actually can, play, like, can, a good game. can bust out my Wii U and we yes. can get in there. Uh, yeah, and people like to clown on the end of it, uh, mm-hmm. saying that it is, uh, like, padded out. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of fair. The weird fetch quest to get the Triforce, where you do all the weird backtracking and stuff, kind of does suck. Right. They fixed that in the Wii U version, so it's not mm-hmm. as bad. But even in the original, like, yes, it was kind of a slog, but I enjoyed exploring that world mm-hmm. so much that it's, like, who really... It, I don't know. It's fine. I love boats. The King of Red Lions mm. is your boat that talks to you. That's cool. So what I'm hearing about all from all this is this is a better game than Zelda 2. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's a way better game than Zelda 2. Fucking tell you that right now. I didn't I didn't expect that. God, Zelda 2 sucks so bad. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it in so long until you just said that. We have to finish that. Yeah. I almost wanted to bring that and oh. we could finish it on Extra Life. <laughs> we can't finish it on Extra Life because I will break down mentally live on stream. Uh, it fucking sucks so Oh, it bad. is terrible. But, like, let's get back to Window Waker. <laughs> uh, we've had a great run of just, like, games that make me laugh really hard. Though. Oh, God. I, want, I hope Shenmue 3 is hilarious. <laughs> I think there's a there's a really good chance that we will find it funny. Uh, yeah, it's not supposed to be, but I mean, that's <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Wind Waker is great. I want them to re-release the HD version again on the Switch. Right, right. And they should do that, but mm. they probably won't. Or if they do, it'll be sixty dollars, and mm. then everyone will get abnormally upset about it, despite the fact that it was also sixty dollars on the Wii U. Right. Even Which I mean, I got it for very cheap. They've been yeah. doing that with all their stuff. They have, and I, but but I mean, the way that people were like, well, 
Link's Awakening isn't worth $60 because it's whatever. Like, I don't know. People have been getting weirdly upset with them extra lately, I feel like. Yeah, because, like, that... I mean, that's a 15-hour 15 15 game, which is definitely a $60 product. I think it is, yeah. I mean, like, back in the day, I probably paid... Game Boy games were probably 40 bucks back then, but well, yeah, still, but it was a different. full price, and it was, yeah, it was back in the 90s. Right. You know, so. I think of like Gears of War and Uncharted. I mean, those are like shorter than that. Well, yeah, in some cases, yes, yeah. for and, sure. And they're definitely worth sixty dollars. It's not time does not equal what you. No, pay. I I know. I'm <laughs> just saying that the people are yes, like that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Wind Waker, especially with the Wii U version, like they updated a lot. Right. They added the amiibo functionality. They obviously made it look way better. Yes. They like changed some of the mechanics with the tingle tuner and stuff like that they changed the end game so that it wasn't as much of a slog so people didn't complain about that as much you know also, like they, they did work to it also if you really didn't want to buy it again you didn't you, have to no you could have just played your gamecube version you could have <clears throat> uh and the gamecube version of wind wake well the First party Nintendo games are strange and they are yeah, always they very expensive. Yeah, I was going to say they don't they really never lose go value. down. I bet it costs at least $30 Probably. for a copy of Wind Waker that is in like a good mm-hmm. to average condition. There was no I didn't see a copy of Wind Waker used in Japan. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I all I wanted to do was see cool Japanese box art because mm. all Japanese box art is better in um. most cases. They let me down. Mario like, Tennis was the same box art. Fuck Mario Tennis. I, fi- I find that, like, Nintendo games, people don't trade those in as often, though. So that's true, and but I the ones I was looking if... for were not first-party Nintendo games. Right. But there was just nothing, and mm. I don't know if that's because people love the GameCube so much or and they, what. And they're holding on to it. Yeah, or... but, like, not even a single copy of Melee. Nothing. Mm. Well. Jack shit. Like, a bunch of, like, weird third-party garbage games and mm. Mario Power Tennis. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, sure. Is that your favorite version of Mario Tennis, though? Uh, the Switch one is very good. It is. Good. I, I don't know. I I guess I would have to say Mario Power Tennis is, because I played it a lot. I, yes. don't, I don't own it, but I've played it a lot. Because um, I know you don't really care for the N64 version. Yeah, it, do, it doesn't hold up as well for me, personally. Like, when they added the super moves and stuff, mm-hmm. and the GameCube one, I like that a lot. Yeah. But, God, yeah, the Switch Mario Tennis. I forget that exists sometimes. Yeah. And then I, like, go in my drawer, and I'm like, oh, shit, this does exist. Yeah. And there's 900 characters in it now. Yeah, we had fun with that. We did. Um, yeah, I don't know I don't know much else to say about Wind Waker, though. I wish, I wish that I had beaten it, mm-hmm. still. I... I did love it though. And Are I we gonna take again. the shrink wrap off, shrink wrap off of uh, Wind Waker? Yeah, we may. We may unwrap the shrink wrap on Wind Waker. Would you bought that for really? I got cheap. it for the high high price of five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you used to work at Sam's Club, and they yeah. were like, "We want to get rid of this now." Yeah, because so what would happen is <clears throat> they things would happen where like they wouldn't go out for sale and like no one would know that they were there mm-hmm. and so then someone would find it and it would be marked down to like a negligible price because they didn't used to send games back as quickly now right. they send them back like immediately oh, okay. to get like the most return value so like it was wind waker hd was in there for five bucks which like obviously it was because no one had a fucking wii u right and also pokemon y was mm. also five bucks and I don't even know why we still had that because they'd sold out of all the other copies. But Nukio, our friend, his copy of Y was stolen. 
Mm. And so I just gave him that copy, and he's like, mm. "Oh, I'll pay you." And I was like, "It's not even no, <laughs> I did right. like I got this for a cheap price." But yeah, that that does not happen anymore. Mm. Oh, okay, really? So it was cool that I got him for very cheap. Though. Yes, yes, and it wasn't even like through some illicit means. Like that was just the cost at the mm. register. Like yes. no one marked it down. It was just that's what the computer system said it was, which is fucking crazy. Right for a thing that was sixty dollars. Where if you went online, that probably oh, it's probably. Yeah. Even at that time, it was probably like $40. 100%, yeah. <laughs> the same thing with Pokemon Y, because it was only like mm. a year old at that point, I right. think. Like, they just had stopped selling 3DS games completely. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why do you still have this 3DS game in here? What's going on? So. Hmm. And yeah, things just get shuffled around and like lost in the cage. And people are yeah. like, I don't know. I don't think we have this. Mm-hmm. We do. Apparently, they're getting way big into selling video games now. Who, Sam's Club? Yeah. That's weird. Like, there's some whole new huge video game fixture thing I'll have to check out. Okay. That's... Uh, but, I did get, like, something in the mail, like, for Sam's Club. Really? <laughs> and it was like, hey, buy an Xbox One for $200. Okay. That's a price you could pay for an Xbox I, One. It was an one so Yeah, like, yeah. It's so not ter- bad. But, like, it didn't say whether it was 500 or 1 terabyte. Oh. Probably five hundred. Probably, but I mean, like two hundred dollars for. No, it's not terrible. No, like that's. I mean, you buy that and then just sign up for Game Club or not Game Club, uh, Games Pass, and you're good. I will. I'm gonna call it Game Club from now on. I because like we're in the Game Club. That's what Min Max like their yeah. whole thing is. Like that's one of the things they're doing. So that's why I thought Game Club. Is that like a book club? Yes. Oh, I Waypoint did that for a while. That's what. Like, that's one of the big things that they're going to be doing now. And they just did one for the Outer Worlds. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. But they call it Deepest Dives. Oh, okay. But, interesting. Yep. Yeah, I can't remember what Waypoint called it, but it was basically just Game Club. Yes, yes. So. It's interesting. It was, like, two hours long. and no it's, shit. It was only, like, the first, like, five hours of the game as well. So, like, <laughs> but they have a lot of free time right now. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's all I got about Wind Waker. Yeah, that's I wish true. I had more deep insight. Well, maybe Ganondorf's we'll, in it. He's cool. Maybe maybe we'll be playing it in. Well, Shenmue's gonna take like forty hours. So like, we'll start. That game it. comes out so soon. I, are you ready? I filled out my survey. We getting it? The oh, digital boy. copy. Now, what do you want to do? Do you want to bring your PlayStation, or do I'll you bring my PlayStation? Or are you just gonna install it on mine? No, I'll bring my PlayStation. Okay, that's I didn't fine. know if you wanted to. I don't care. I have a new backpack. It's easy enough. Okay, like. Yeah, I'll bring it. Okay. It's easy so, enough to hook up. Yeah, it's not like it's uh, difficult. So. But yeah, in two weeks from now, Matt, <laughs> I will have played Death Stranding. I'm not ready for tomorrow. Oh, extra loud for me. <laughs> You're going to die. Uh, I might die live on stream. Uh, tomorrow is well, Extra Life. Well, yeah. it depends when you listen to this. Extra Life is Saturday, yeah, November it, 2nd I at 9 a.m. I think there's a good chance you will not hear this. Yeah, by then. But if hey, if for some reason you're listening to this right as soon as it comes off the of presses, good mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. One. Two, watch our Extra Life stream yeah. at uh, twitch.tv slash drac96. Now, do you think you'll... Uh, move the foot the game stuff for the footage over to YouTube. Uh, I didn't last year. Yeah, I, I only it. did I Ultimate Muscle, so I I, that. probably not. Okay, because it ends up taking me such a long time yeah, yeah. to separate them, and then they get like not enough traffic for me to right. have been like, oh, it was worth spending like hours of my time on this. 
Well, the archive uh, should be at least on your Twitch for a couple weeks. For though. like two weeks, yeah. So it depends. So like, if you're curious, you can check out the archive. Um, yeah. We're... Um, and if you do want to donate, even mm-hmm. anytime, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, www.extra-life. Fuck, I can never remember this goddamn URL. Well, we could just put it in the description. Ah, extra-life.org slash participant slash GTWM. And yeah, I can put it in the description of the uh, the podcast here. But even if Extra Life mm. is over, you can still donate for a while. I, the, yes. the time frame is ridiculously long. I had a really hard time finding you today. Really? Well, because I was like, is it? Is it Manitron? Is it Drac ninety six? Is it Emmanuel Cordisco? <laughs> and it's like, oh no, it's just Manny Cordisco. Oh, interesting. I, so I, I just gave out this link specifically for the GTWM thing because mm-hmm. you can customize it. Right. Otherwise, it is like, oh, it's your participant ID three three one seven nine two, and it's mm-hmm. like, ah, yes, the number everyone <laughs> knows me by. Like, what the fuck? so i yeah i'll blast it out and i got i spent an abnormal amount of time last night before i didn't actually go to bed because i Mm. couldn't fall asleep uh i got the donation tracker to work okay that had not worked in previous years so if we want we can have the amount of time we have streamed on screen at all times with the donation total so that's work earlier it did work earlier. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, I saw you were streaming, but, like, so I was at work. it was... I didn't have that on screen because okay. in the story game that is Grim Fandango, it was really distracting to have a blue rectangle on screen at all times. Yeah, I could see that. So I had it on, like, the transitions page for when I had to take a break, but it did work. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, I had no idea if you... I also have alerts set up, mm. so it, when someone donates, one, it sends me a text message immediately. So I it f- spoils the surprise if I know it's going to appear on stream like a minute mm. later or whatever. So I just might not say stuff. I had a feeling because like, you checked your phone almost instantly. I was like, oh, he might have gotten the notification. So it was just it was weird that mm. I got it on text message, but then it did come up later. Uh, so yeah, it'll make like a Mario coin noise and Mm. say whatever has donated, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think it might try to read the donation message, which I might have to turn off. Or leave it. I don't think, I don't think you will get enough donations to take it off. I don't either, but I also, we know some weird people, so there could be some fun donations. I almost, I had to name his grandma first. was so ready to send it i was like no maddie looks completely out of it right now like he doesn't look like he'll be ready for that so (laughs) yeah i i saw that it was matt and i was like oh matt donated i had also donated previously just to make sure that the donation tracker was Mm -hmm. even working so we're at 15 dollars already um but yeah, like if it's a grandma, like I would, I would have lost it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Well, um, I didn't know how you would react, and I was like, he does not look like in a great. Oh, I was, I was not in a great place then no. because, like, I woke up and was like, oh, like I think I'll be okay, and mm-hmm. if I can stay up all day and then sleep at like maybe ten, I'll be okay for extra life. Mm-hmm. And then it was like twenty minutes in, and I was like. Oh no! <laughs> I have made a grave error and should have just kept sleeping all day. But um, 
the good news is I did it at the perfect time when everyone who wanted to watch it was at work. Oh yeah. So no one could watch it, but I did have an average of six viewers at all times. So it was I actually left, it was actually pretty good. I left it on in the yeah. background. I was like, I'll just minimize this. I know some other people that had it on in the background, but mm. I some people uh <clears throat> Definitely we're chatting the whole time. Yes, I saw I, uh, one person chatting. Yes, a guy right at the end when I was leaving followed the stream and said, I Grim Fandango is one of my favorite games. I I will watch you play this again. I was like, okay, sure. I'll well, see you in a year. Yeah, see you in a year, my <laughs> man. Every year. Uh, it crashed at one point, a soft lock, Oh, which was very upsetting at a part that I had never had at soft lock before. Cause I'm playing the HD remaster. I was going to say, were you playing the PS4 And I'm version? playing it on the PS, I did the PC version this year for the oh, okay. first time. And I had so had wait, a Did you buy it again? Uh, I had a code oh, that okay. I just had never redeemed. Oh, okay. Um, I had, I've run into with the remaster two other like soft locks or in some cases, hard crashes. This was a new one, mm. and I like, I couldn't get to the menu anymore. Like it was totally fucked. I couldn't even just like say load my save. I had to alt F four out of it. Oh, that's, that's thankfully I had been saving pretty religiously because that mm. game doesn't auto save. I also like that there is a notification at the beginning saying, "Hey, this game does not auto save." Oh, so like, I don't know. Why didn't you just add it in if you took the time to do this? Thing? Right, right. Because you can't like screw yourself out of there's no in fail state like you could right. no matter what be able to continue so, i don't know but yeah so i thankfully there was not much time it took me like five minutes to skip through the dialogue and get back to where i was mm. but that was a bummer yeah that but is, i, I always enjoy playing it and yeah extra life is going to be something else yeah i'm excited about this year i've set up and tested a bunch of stuff uh i might have to fiddle with the sound a little bit when we start tomorrow but mm. i think it'll be okay I might this year have a disclaimer before we start everything saying, please, for the love of God, if the sound of the game is too loud, you gotta let us know oh. if you're watching. Because specifically, we don't need to get into this totally, but like the sound of every game is mixed differently. Yes. Like I can tune the PS4, the Elgato's sound to be perfect yeah. for DJ Max respect. And then I will turn on any other game and it'll be blowing out the fucking speakers. And it's like, man, what? Specifically the Wii, it's a huge issue with. Mm. Like the sound on that, I don't know what the fuck happens, but it is like constantly maxing out the volume. So if I don't pay super close attention to that, which I mean, usually we're playing the game, yeah, so I'm not kind of busy. I'll just say like, please, God, anyone, if you are watching this, you got it. You got to let me know. But yeah. I'll also try to pay closer attention to it just to make sure that I'm not like fucking clipping the mic <laughs> at all times when we play a new game. <clears throat> now, is your brother going to be here? He will be here. He will probably not be here at the very start because he well, I didn't expect him yeah. to, but he will it be. Okay, because like Justin's gonna be here in and out because he's got stuff. And yeah, who knows? Jumbo's a huge question. I know he'll be here. Yeah, I don't know. Like, why I have he'll get no here. idea. I mean, when. that's fine. Uh, I specifically planned for the two of us at the beginning. Anyways. Yeah, Scott will be here at some point. Okay, um, but Willie will, in theory, be here the whole time if okay. we really need. Like, hey man, you gotta come save us from yeah, this I, nightmare. I have a feeling Justin's gonna leave at one point, and it'll probably then just be the four of us. Then. Yeah, which is fine. Which is probably for the best. Yeah. 
And we may want to just kind of go over the schedule and just like discuss if we yeah, want to keep anything. Or yeah, yeah. But I have to change out one of my games because Killer Queen Black does in fact have local multiplayer. I thought it did. So I'm just not. Well, it wasn't like working originally. Okay. <laughs> properly. Uh, so I think I'm just gonna cut out Samurai Gun. Well, no, we may want to cut out uh, Luigi's Mansion, as I said. Oh, we could do that. So. I did not buy Samurai Gun as the reason. Oh, because it was it never goes on sale. Mm-hmm. It has never gone on sale, right. which pisses me off. It's always fifteen dollars. Yeah, there was one. Heave Ho was on sale. Justin only had the two, so then I just threw in Lethal League. Okay. And I figured you wouldn't complain. No, about the Blaze. That. It's on my PS4 right now. No, I, we could play either Lethal League. Yeah, I got Lethal League Blaze. That's yeah. what's up. I think I, the new character just came out. I as well. figured you would not complain. There about is that. a cool new character we could play mm-hmm. as. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So in two weeks. Yep. Death Stranding will have come out. I will be able to tell you how much I probably hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, what day? Oh, fuck. The 15th. <laughs> Our next podcast yeah. is the day Pokemon comes out. And Jedi. Oh, no. I will... Uh, depending on when the mail comes, mm-hmm. I may have played Pokemon for a couple hours before the next podcast. Yeah, and I think I'll have played a lot more Outer Worlds, because I'm only like three hours in. Yeah. I think I'm hoping I can get to Call of Duty. I will have played a lot of Death Stranding. I'm hoping to get the after party at some point. I'd say. Yeah, I will have played a lot of Death Stranding by that point, I yes, think. Yes. Depend unless I like really hate it, which mm. I played all the way through Red Dead, so I think I can push through if necessary cuz that game also took about uh, way too long. The big 80 hours over yes. there. So, I think I could do it, mm-hmm. but I hope that like I something about it, my brain finds weirdly compelling, because it I it is just as I feared where it is very front loaded with cutscenes and then you see nothing for like a hundred million hours until like near the end. Yeah, it's just like Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, but I guess it is cool that he is trying to do new and interesting things. I guess, but like. He had a really good formula, I feel like, with like the old Metal Gear Solid, where there were like a tight fifteen to twenty hours. Yeah, well, don't you think this is a new genre, Matt? This is a strand game. We don't know what strand games are like yet until we played that. Apparently, strand. they're big, empty open worlds. I mean, anyways, Ubisoft has been making strand games forever. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to play Rage this. Two. The, the first Rage Two is the first uh, Strand game. Yeah. Oh, so also, <laughs> what I think is really funny about Death Stranding is apparently they filmed all of the locations on site in Iceland. Oh, but it's the U.S. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so like that's why it's so like weird and empty is because it's like the empty parts of Iceland or whatever. The the U.S. is not like that. No, it's... Very... I mean, even after it was destroyed by whatever the fuck your imaginary thing is, there would still be more. I'll, you, why do you have to deliver pizzas? I don't know. The Kotaku review is an hour long. Very excited to watch it. Jesus. It is, uh, I can't remember his name, Tim something, but mm-hmm. he is hilarious, and he always makes great reviews. Oh. His review of Dragon Quest Eleven was also about an hour long, and his review of the American one, he said, I did not beat it. I got halfway through. But don't worry. I played through the Japanese one completely four times. <laughs> because Jesus. he can fluently read Japanese as well. Oh, okay. So he was like, it's still good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he'd made another review of Dragon Quest XI, which I did not watch for the Switch version. 
Um, but he makes funny reviews. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. uh, his Death Stranding review's got to be funny. The quote that I picked out from it was, it is <laughs> the Gran Turismo of walking <laughs> simulators. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was his quote, his oh, review quote. That's... So, can't wait. Yeah, that's... I don't know what that means. It means that it's a high-speed walking simulator, uh, Matt. Oh, boy. Hopefully it does move fast. Like, at least, like, walking speed. No. No, <laughs> no it doesn't. Um, so, yeah, let's come back in two mm. weeks to really fucking hear a lot about this crazy-ass yeah. game. Because yeah. I will for sure have things to say about it. We're going to... These next several weeks are just going to be crazy, I Yeah, think. there's going to be a lot going on, so... Yeah, with that, I think it'll do it, though. Yeah. If you can tune in for Extra Life, or if you were there and you're listening to this now, thank you. Yeah, I just... Yeah. Or at any point, thank at you. Any, at any point, thank you for listening yeah. to this podcast. Yeah. Anything. I, I don't know how you found it, Because, but... <laughs> like, it's not like video game podcasts aren't popular and there aren't, like, a billion of them. Yeah. So, you know, thanks for supporting us here. Yeah. As always, I have to burp. But the theme song is uh, Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Awesome chiptune band. Check them out. And we will catch you guys in two weeks. Peace.